Mission! Sorry. Hey, sorry. don't mess it up with laughter. There's no, there's no time for that. We got to get right on with this. Hi, everyone. Shit. Welcome to. Uh, are you talking still? Stop. Sorry. This is. Uh, we've been doing this for years now. Come on now. Come on. Settle down. Uh, unless you're possessed by some sort of spirit. Oh my gosh, that could happen. Uh, it would be appropriate uh, today on uh, Fan Splainers. Uh, we're going to be talking about the film Extraordinary. Uh, if you don't know of it. Well, it's because it's an Irish film. Uh, it was released in the States uh, last year, but maybe you didn't see it. But let's uh, introduce ourselves. We'll be polite and we'll get on into it. Uh, I'm Ian Boothby. I'm Dave Demon Hunter Dedrick. There you go. Uh, David is more out in the world during these COVID times than I am. Uh, so he does go see movies in theaters. Uh, I do not, which limits us a bit as to what movies to talk about. Yeah. But uh, Dave picked this one. Uh, which was streaming, and uh, and I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that he did. Uh, what? To, how did you find out about this movie, Dave? I was well. I've kind of made a resolution to watch as many movies as I'm interested in in my like Crave. Uh, we have the Crave TV package, you know, so you get like HBO and then a lot of a lot of movies as part of that. And so I found in the past that I'm like I should really watch that movie, and then one day I go. I look and it's gone. <laughs> like, oh darn! So I'm trying to like stay on top of movies. So I was I was paging through this incredibly long list of movies, and I just saw the. I was kind of attracted by the by the look of it. You know, it looked like it had all the looks of like, oh, that looks quirky and maybe kind of comedic, and it's called extraordinary. That looks kind of it had like just the way it looked. It's just the font and everything. The way it all kind of looked. It looked sort of up my alley so i, and it's, I, I clicked on uh, it it's built as a uh, horror comedy which okay like um I, I i say there's movies that are of this genre that are like um uh what you do like this is very similar to me to uh what we do in the shadows hmm? or maybe you could even compare it to the opening first half of ghostbusters maybe because again it's the supernatural and the mundane combined yeah. for comedy purposes yeah. and you actually play up the mundanity i don't know <laughs> uh, of, of, of things but there's nothing horrific about it no one is going to be having nightmares really probably from uh, from this so no, i don't know it's... it's all kept pretty it's all kept pretty um I mean, it does have horror elements i suppose and i yeah, guess that's I mean, what they're saying a, but there is a there is a ooh, death I suppose, yeah, but but I would say it's more a supernatural comedy than a horror. comedy. Yeah, I would say super. I guess supernatural is a better way to put it. It's more, and it's more of a supernatural rom com. It's a romantic comedy with yeah. with supernatural elements to it. Yeah, there's sure. a, there's uh, parts parts of that mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I'd say the most the thing that I would compare it to the most would be uh, though. Again, what we do in the shadows does have quite a bit of. Well, they both do have. Uh, special effects and some very good practical special effects uh, in them in them as well. So, all right, I'll, I'm going to compare uh, the two. Of them. <laughs> also, because there's accents. It's a supernatural comedy with accents. Do you like that? Mm. Well, you might uh, you might uh, you might fancy this. 
I think, uh, yeah, I think there's more comedy to what we do in the shadows than than to extraordinary, which I think kind of kind of straddles being a romantic comedy more. And it's not, and obviously, it's not a faux documentary the way that or mockumentary, whatever they're called. The that, that you know what we do in the shadows is is a that's true pretend documentary where this is an actual movie with a story and you know people aren't aren't pretending to be reality where we know right. it's, we know it's made up it is uh with the exception of a big ender uh pretty mon- pretty mundane in st- yeah. not, and not yeah. a bad way no but, and it, uh, it has a you know it has a budget one, yeah <laughs> it's got some budget the budget that they spend yeah. they spend well yeah. uh but yeah. you know it's uh it's a uh, pretty you know you look at it and go like oh that didn't uh, cost the farm and uh, that's fine and good and enjoyable. But I'm saying what I felt about the movie right now. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed seeing it. Um, uh, I, here's the, here's the thing. It, my, my only uh, like, Oh, that's, that's too bad. Um, was <laughs> because they had such a sort of CGI ending yeah. where I felt they had to do so much. Mm. It took away from the smallness of the comedy which uh, which is too bad because like the smallness was uh, was part of the fun. Yeah, uh, I kind of agree. I think it, uh, but at the same time, you do kind of have to end it. So I suppose they felt like they should put some of the money up on the screen. Right, and you've got. I mean, it it also depends on how much you like Will Forte. Like, if you like the kind of thing that Will Forte does. There you go. He's going to be doing it in this movie for you. <laughs> I don't really know him very well, actually. I've heard his name. Mm-hmm. I know he was on, was it The Last Man on Earth? Yes. Uh, he was also in MacGruber, uh, Saturday Night Live. Oh, he was uh, a Saturday Night Live guy. Eh? Yeah, he's a Saturday Night Live guy. Um, and where MacGruber started. Uh, and he's going to be MacGruber again. That's coming That's coming back. Ah. Um, yeah, he's, he's the uh, kind of loser character. The arrogant loser character is really... You know his thing. He's also did. Uh, he was in uh, the film Nebraska. and was very good in that. That was a dramatic performance that he did. He has a little. Most... Yeah, well, that's a dramatic. Well, I was going to say he has a little little bit in uh, Booksmart as well as the parent of one of the one of the girls. Right. Uh, but in general, you're going to see him as the uh, the really arrogant uh, the really arrogant loser. And you know, there you go. He was also um, a cro- uh, cross dressing boyfriend of uh, Jenna on Thirty Rock. And uh, okay. that's pretty good. Like he's look, he's good. Like he's good at what he does. But if you if you're not into what he does, well, you know, there's a lot of what he does. Um, <laughs> so I have been I have been underexposed to him. So I right. I, he's the he's in a different movie. It feels like yeah. Than the rest of the uh, the people in it. And I kind of was like, ah, I kind of like to just see this. Like it it, it it's you wish again, it, gonna, you wish that it's gonna... stuck to like all British or all kind of. All kind of Great Britain or Irish actors. Well, I just love the tone off the top. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of of just a like a small small town. Yeah. That's really haunted. Mm. And it's like, oh, I'd like to see. And sh- and she doesn't want to do it anymore. Like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, well now you got a guy who's you know <laughs> got a big plan. That's you know. I didn't mind. I didn't. Quite, I didn't mind as, that. I. I yeah. It's I not a that. sky beam. But it is that kind of you know it's a big it's a big moment we got to have our big thing at the end yeah it's, and he's big through the whole thing it's not so. the first it's not the first movie ever made that someone has a skill they don't want to use so you right. know there's that the call to action that the character you know rejects at the beginning of the 
Yeah. Who is the uh, now? This is just me because I'm getting confused because there's multiple Wills who are on Saturday Night Live. Who's the star of Elf? Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. He's the kind of yeah. He's got kind of that Will Ferrell bigness that you know you bring yeah. Will Ferrell into a movie and you throw yeah. him in and it's kind of like he's going to Will Ferrell it up <laughs> and you're going to get Will Forte. He's going to Will Forte it up. And, you know, it's just like you get the Wills and they're going to do their Will stuff. And it's, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's okay. It's is just it, uh, tonally, it's more fun to me to see the other movie. It's weird because I, I'm one, I'm thinking to myself, is he in it because he will give them some box office in the states? Is that the plan? Or sure, why is, not? Or is he in it from the get go because he'll bring in some some of the funding anyway? There's not enough there for the main actress Maeve Higgins, who plays the the sort of title character, the extraordinary character in the film. Maybe she's you know she's well known in Great Britain, but probably not very well known outside of outside and of even, Great Britain. Even Ireland. looking at her credits um, in Great Britain, I mean, she's done she's done stuff. She was on a hidden camera show that she wrote for yeah. called Naked Camera, and she had her own show, uh, Maeve Higgins' Fancy Vittles, yeah. that was a cooking show that was a funny cooking show. And she's a comedian, and, you know, that's it, good. She's very mm-hmm. good, and I liked her as well in this uh, quite a bit. But, yeah, yeah she yeah. would not be... A, a draw you could not bring this probably to america and sell it yeah. without some american you know people go ah i get it it's yeah. a comedy because uh that <laughs> guy's in it yeah yeah like, all right yeah. now i understand what you're saying <laughs> i guess it's that and we also uh, north america demands a mirror to itself so we will not watch anything that does not reflect us back at ourselves. We will not be ignored <laughs> we will not we will not be ignored we need to we need to constantly narcissistically stare back at ourselves we cannot and just also, have another if, culture if you've got a european movie and you want a villain yeah hey you know you could do worse than an american you could do worse yeah. than an arrogant american yeah yep done yeah i guess you're right no I, I i enjoyed it quite a bit too i thought i did think the ending was a little not bad but just kind of i know i have to say i, lo- I love the final like i love the finale of it oh the very last line is brilliant yeah i really like, like that the very last scene is Clap, clap, clap with the hands. Yes. <laughs> we, I was watching this with my sister-in-law and my wife. Yeah. And we all just went, yeah! That's great. We're not going to tell you what that is. Uh, even though this is a spoiler podcast, you've got to watch the movie to see the very last line. Say that much. Uh, well, or, we'll probably spoil it at the end of the uh, description of it. But anyway. um, or, or, you'll, or you'll read it on Wikipedia. You'll do one of the best. I, um, I highly but, recommend but, that, you, that you do see this movie, though. For us, mm-hmm. it's available here in Canada on Crave. Um, which if you get that with your, with your cable provider, then, then you're able to watch it. Or if you're a subscriber to Crave, you can watch it that way. I don't... Extraordinary is uh, two words. Yes, yes. Right. And, or you can find it in other ways. I imagine there are other options. But and, uh, I'm looking at uh, how it. much the movie made, and it said, and this, this is odd, uh, it says here, uh, again, on Wikipedia, the box office uh, for this film was... Uh, Fifty-nine, basically fifty-nine thousand dollars, but only in Ireland. They've only have the box office for Ireland. Yeah, but even so, yeah, it's wow, not, not very much. No, yeah, but uh, I Ireland think... does have people living in it, <laughs> so it should be more than fifty-nine thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it uh, had a debut at South by Southwest in March of two thousand nineteen, but it did not get released in Ireland until September. And yeah, I don't know. I mean. Who knows nowadays? And it was uh, supposed to be released, well, or was released in the States uh, March 6th. So 
<laughs> Whoops. That before the yeah, that was anyway, about the time. So was. that's why we're giving it a little push here. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like okay, there you go. You know, give it a give it a look. You maybe uh, we'll missed this. Why don't we tell you about the movie? We might spoil it for you now. So here's the thing: if you want to go, if you want to see it, and we recommend you see it, then put this aside and listen to it after you've seen it. Yeah. And if you don't, you're the kind of person who goes, "I want to know everything before I see it." Well, all right. <laughs> that's up to you. You want to be Cassandra watching the movie and knowing everything that's going to happen. That's that's fine as well. That's fine <laughs> as well. Um, the central uh, Dave took some uh, good thorough notes. I did. Uh, but the but the main uh, character that we are uh, dealing with here is Rose Dooley. Yes. Rose Dooley yes. is uh, she's in her thirties. Uh, and uh, but before we get to Rose, actually. We do get a little, if you remember the TV show In Search Of, we've got kind of a little In Search Of character uh, uh, parody uh, going on. And in fact, uh, this is all shot uh, like it's a TV show. So we're not getting the full letterbox screen yet. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're getting it like it's an old TV show. We're getting some uh, VCR uh, warping going on at the bottom of the screen. And we're learning uh, what the deal is with ghosts. <laughs> yes, Um we have the host of the show, whose name is Vincent Dooley, mm-hmm. uh, played by an actor with a, with a um, first name that's very Gaelic. It's like oh, Ristard Cooper. I like the oh. I like the Cooper. I don't know how to pronounce his first name. I'm sorry. Okay, sorry, Ristard. <laughs> you say your name. Sorry, but yeah, I do like that the static is happening actually before the movie s- starts properly. Like so, it kind of starts appearing during the. Uh, the, when they're showing the different production uh, credits, you know, so I think it's Irish film gets a little looky loo in with their with their logo, and but when it's showing it, there's like already static occurring at the bottom of the screen. So I was watching mm-hmm. that and I was like, oh, this isn't <laughs> what's going on. So then the but then the the show starts and you realize, oh, it's supposed to imitate like the that kind of bit of static that you often get at the bottom of VCR while you're watching it from the good old days of VHS tape. Yeah, it's a, sort of a parody both of, I'd say, In Search Of, but also the old uh, Time Life book ads. Because he also does, he sells videotapes, this fellow as well. That's right, uh, yeah. It's... Time Life would release all these books, yeah, about the supernatural and, you know, uh, ancient Egypt and mm-hmm. where, they, where, where the pyramids built by aliens and the time, but it's time, so they're going to tell you the truth. This is, they're going to tell you the real truth and now they do. They, all hot nonsense uh, like, but, like the title of the film like the graphics for the film title um the show also has very uh, kind of 80s or, or late 70s inspired font as well so it's it's done in a in a very kind of retro way um yeah and and then the host the the t- and so basically the v, the v, the vhs bits are used throughout the film to comment on the film's action and so we basically kind of go back to these tapes every once in a while, and the host will ask a will ask a question that we might be asking. So his first question is, "Why don't we see ghosts?" And we learn that ghosts are around us, but they don't have that much power in our in our world, and so they can only do small things in most in most cases to to try to make themselves noticeable. And so uh, he uses some examples of a of like um, one was. Well, in the movie, they show like a branch waving from a tree or a toaster plug, the wire from a toaster wa- waving in the air as yeah. being an example of, of ghostly activity. And then he also mentions possession by cheese because ghosts can, are able to uh, 
easily uh, take possession of cheese. And so if you eat cheese, it's alive. So if you've eaten cheese and had nightmares, yeah, that might be ghosts. Yeah, that could be ghosts. Yeah, and so so then we. Oh, but by the way, Dave, there was yeah. a recent. Uh, they, they recently did a test. Yeah. About people eating cheese to see if it did cause nightmares. Yeah. It does not. Yeah, it does not. There was a big, there was a bigger study than you'd expect. And, uh, <laughs> of this old wife's is, tale. No, it's actually pretty good for you. Okay. Uh, to have some cheese before bed. Is so, that right? Cheese and all. Well, that is something that I do quite regularly: is have cheese and crackers before oh, bed. Oh, I'm very so. glad to hear that. So I am, I am well ahead of this. Uh, well ahead of this. So yeah. So the host, as I was saying, Vin- so Vince Dooley is talking to us, and then it kind of freezes, and the camera pulls back to reveal that his picture is on a memorial stone. That it's on the side of the road at some site where there was an accident and he's dead. Mm-hmm. And his daughters are standing at this memorial. His daughter, Sailor, and Rose. So Rose is, is our protagonist. We don't know this yet, but she clearly, she apologizes to her father for killing him. And Sailor, you know, says that it's not her fault, that she's not to blame. And then she kind of, uh, what would you say, um, kind of insensitively asks what do you call <laughs> killing your father yeah and yeah, of course i was thinking in my brain patricide but she no she suggested dad slaughter which is yeah not, that's actually kind of better which yeah. is not <laughs> which is not that uh and so sailor is played by an actress named terry chandler who doesn't have much in the way of credits except i noticed in the in the credits of the film that in the thank yous from the from the directors the directors it's a was written and directed by two two gentlemen. One was one is named Mike Ahern, and the other guy's name is Enda Lofman. Yeah. Um, with extra material provided by someone named Damien Fox and Maeve Higgins herself, they provided a bit of extra material in the writing, so they get a bit of extra credit. But but these guys did the kind of main writing, and I noticed in their credits, um, Mike Ahern makes a point of sort of romantically thanking Terry Terry Chandler. So so I feel that's how she got her part in the film. But she okay. does a good job with it. So good for her. Good for her. So, um, so yeah. So, um, they then, you know, then Sailor, the 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 one sister, I assume the younger, slightly younger sister, she, you know, kind of gets after Rose, saying she has to get to work. So they get back, they get in their car, and they drive off. And then this is the strangest part of the film to me: is the is, are the words based on a true story, <laughs> which I don't know why they put. I think that's sort of a a, a Fargo, Fargo, maybe a Fargo kind of thing. But I also uh-huh. like the fact that the words are sort of eaten by the garbage truck that follows. Yeah, follows them. So it's almost a, it's based on a true story. No, it's not. That's just garbage. Basically, is what it's what it says right after that. And so Rose is a driving instructor. Oh, let me just say. And, oh, sure, uh, sure. And the uh, garbage truck immediately picks up the flowers that were put on yeah, the grave and yeah. throws them into the trash. You know, which I guess yeah. is their job. They're just there to yeah, pick up also, roadside aww. trash. But yeah, it's kind of sad. <laughs> Poor Rose. Uh, so yeah, Rose is a driving instructor. She's giving a, a lesson to a young young man who uh i do like when she asks him you know what he's up to that night he's kind of like oh i've got a fiance i'm not available she's like that wasn't my question just driving instructor chat <laughs> which I, I did like that part of it and then uh and she comes home and so one thing that we 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 noticed we may have noticed at the um roadside part when they're looking was there's a magpie nearby Mm-hmm. calling and then when, when rose comes home there's a magpie uh by the house that she shoes off yeah and we'll kind of commonly see this magpie throughout this part of the film um so she comes home to a pretty nice house she lives in a detached house which is not super common in, in england i guess more rural areas would have them 
and she but she lives alone. She walks in and she says, "Hi, nobody." And she comes into her house and we can see right away that there's a door that's behind a table, kind of like in the sixth sense, but that's got a padlock on it. Yeah, it's pretty good. And uh pretty good setup, yeah. Yeah. And so I I that's one of the one of the there's a couple of references to other horror movies in this film. Yes. And that was one of them. I only caught two to be honest with you because I'm I, I'm dim, but uh I'll bring up the, the the other one later. I've got one more. Ob- yeah, that's an obvious one. Yeah. Okay, I think we probably both. Uh, is by is it her looking at a window? <laughs> uh, there's one. Okay, we'll just go through. Uh, there's the there's a there's an exorcisters. There's the exorcist uh, one. Not an exorcisters, but just an exorcist. Something <laughs> happens, and uh, the person goes, "Who are you going to call?" Oh, that's so, right. Yeah, that's right. And she goes, "Yeah." She goes, "I didn't read that book." Oh no, that's a different one. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. There's direct. There's uh, here's the thing. There's a reference to Ghostbusters. Yeah. Uh, or, sorry. There's a there's a there's a riff on Ghostbusters and there's a riff on Exorcist. But also, both films are mentioned in the movie, and uh-huh. in both times uh, she has not seen them or doesn't really know what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, the, he refers to the Exorcist. Uh, sorry, the uh, Exorcist. I'm, I'm plugging my own book now. I know uh, you the said Exorcist, before the Exorcist, too. And uh, I don't know him. And then when it's uh, Ghostbusters. Uh, I never read it. Yeah, I never read the book. Yeah. Uh, but, but she's so, you can tell that she is there alone because uh, it's it's pretty great. She just takes off her pants while opening the fridge. <laughs> and she's still taking off the pants and just trying to get them down. Uh, yeah. And then uh, and then she eats a yogurt, which is, again, you can tell she's trying to be healthy, but half-assedly. Yeah. Uh, and gets onto her exercise ball and bounces while eating the yogurt, which you can tell is like, she, you know, it's trying to be a little it's, healthy. It's the most desultory bouncing ever seen, though. So it's, um, yeah. So she does that, and she listens to messages that she's getting, and we learn that although that she is um kind of constantly being hounded by people who want to uh, want her to use her skills as a as a kind of ghost whisperer, I guess you could say, and which she clearly is not interested in, defines very annoying. And, but she does get a call from someone named Martin Martin, who appears to want to take driving lessons. And so she's very in- interested in that. So we kind of do a almost a cut sort of flashback to before Martin calls her. We cut to Martin and he's in his bathroom shaving, I think. And yeah. and he um, he closes the mirror. Oh, brushing his, brushing his oh, teeth. Yeah. That's right. And he closes the mirror and written on it is... Uh, you must pay. And of course, it's sort of a bit of a sting. We're like, oh, what's that? And then you close the other one and it says, you're, it's something taxes. Uh, okay, I thought it was the gas bill, but yeah, it could be some taxes. Something like that, yeah. There's some some sort of thing that's due, the gas bill or whatever. And he, uh, and then we're kind of like, oh, what's, what's going on here? And what it, it turns out that poor Martin is being haunted by his domineering wife, Bonnie, that even though she has passed, passed on, she has not left his life and is still there. So he... Um, for instance, he goes into his bedroom and he finds, finds that Bonnie has laid out a shirt for him to wear and he's unhappy with her choice. He says, oh, not Same again. Same shirt every time. Yeah, yeah oh, not again. And he goes to uh, the cupboard to get a different one and she opens the door up and, and strikes him in the forehead. And so now he's got a big you know, bruise on his forehead. Uh, and so we then cut to him. Uh, it turns out he's a teacher, I guess a shop teacher. And he's testing toast, toast racks that he's had his, his students make by actually, yeah. by actually making toast and putting them in the racks, yep, shows a real, uh, real, real uh, dedication. And one of the one of the racks, he lifts it up, falls apart with the toast in it. So he, the 
the student gets a bad mark for that. But we also meet his daughter, Sarah, played by the actress Emma Coleman. And we learn that she is not happy with the life that he's living as the, you know, as sort of as the um, punching bag for his his ghost wife. His, yeah. His ex, his ex current ghost. Yeah. He has not stood wife. up to her. He's yeah. Not, you know, yeah, that's right. He's and she, a very henpecked. Yes. And she kind of lays down the law. So he follows her outside where she reveals that she's taken up smoking and she basically tells him that if he doesn't stand up to to Bonnie to his 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 uh, dead wife that she's going to move out and so that's what that's what prompts him to call Rose but he is smarter than the others in that he instead of going directly to the point he he uh, basically uh, schedules a driving lesson right so Rose shows up what do you think, by the way, when, when, I, when I was seeing that, I think, yeah. like, why doesn't the daughter do something? It's your, it's your mom. You're living with a ghost as well. You're in this house. Yeah. You know? hey, hey, tell your mom to knock it off, maybe. How about that? How about you do something? But no, it's all on dad. It's all on dad, and it seems to be that all the that she is not, she is not uh, a victim of this, really. So, you know. But if you see your dad, like, if your dad's getting, like, hit in the head with yeah. the, yeah. Uh, you know, basically there is some physical violence here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, you've seen your dad getting a little abused by this ghost. Again, yeah. We're in a, a weird area because it's supernatural. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the daughter's like, stand up to her or I'm leaving. Yeah. It's like, hmm, that's a, that's an odd thing to, that's an odd thing to say. Like if we're just going with the basics of like an abusive relationship of like, you tell her to knock it off or, you know, I'm going, or you lose me as well. Yeah. Of, hmm, yeah. You know, could be could could be better. Maybe that daughter might uh, make a better choice there. But okay, that's where we are at in the movie. Okay, I'm, t- I'm talking about a different movie than the one we're seeing. <laughs> yes, true enough. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think uh, yeah, it's more. I think there's a bit of something there where it's more it played is, for laughs than it, it, it is. It this is the thing. It's and not a, like a painful movie. thing that he's you know. Well, it is though. This is the problem. Is like if it was uh, if it was if it was played slapsticky as in like. It hits him in the head and he yeah. does a big comedy fall. Yeah. And he gets up and is like, come on. But the way it is, is it hits him in the head like it's a real quick batum. Yeah. And then he's got like a shiner, basically. Yeah. Like he's he's hurt by this. Yeah. And that's where it's like, hmm, this is a little bit different. This is this is the difference between an American comedy and an Irish comedy. <laughs> an Irish comedy, the guy's getting beaten by his wife, mm-hmm. and that's funny that's okay that's yeah. funny yeah it's a motivator but you know he really should be standing up to her so you know that's on him um whereas if it was an american thing uh we'd be going a different route uh now and so mm. as an american i'm kind of like hmm, on that but yes again <laughs> we are moving on with the movie as a canadian i consider myself a quarter irish so i'm a quarter okay with it i guess i guess the if the daughter stands up to the mum ghost, then what has the dad learned? I guess that's the question, too. It's not so much learning. It's just like dad's getting beaten up. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think she wants, I think the daughter wants him to help himself. Okay. You know, if, All right. you know, if you're just going to be like a, a, a welcome mat to one person, you'll be a welcome mat to everyone. And you can't have like her, his daughter just can't keep showing up in his life and, and saving him from other people. So, yeah, this is again, this is the, this is the, you know, this is the heart of it. That's a tough thing for me to get get by. Is like, <laughs> it's it's like the obviously the wife was abusive to him in the relationship. You know, uh, when 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 they were when she was alive as well. 
Like it's you don't just become abusive when you become a ghost. I, well, it's hard to say. I mean, ghosts ghosts are different, and uh, some and <laughs> one of the one of the question one of the people points out that there is a comment about ghosts being different, like people being different as ghosts than they are as as people. Okay. So so yeah, it's it's um yeah, it just depends, I guess, where you where you fall in the kind of ghost lore, I suppose, because there is that kind of supernatural uh, the TV show element where ghosts. Even if you have like good intentions of staying behind, you will become you will slowly corrupt and become a, become evil. It's just the nature of a ghost. So is that so? If you go with that idea, mm-hmm. is because this this village yeah. is sick with ghosts. Yes. So really, Rose should be more on top of this. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, but are you saying, <laughs> yeah, they're all going to turn really evil at some point? Then so, yeah, go 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 get her. <laughs> well, just yeah, encourage them to carry on with their where they should go. Okay. The idea is you're not supposed to stay behind, right? You're supposed to you're supposed to move on to the next stage in life. Man, and, a lot of a lot of them hang do. Around. A lot of them do. Not hang around. So, yes, so he arranges for a driving lesson. Rose shows up and what I like is that he brings sandwiches for both of them. Yes. He brings out uh, two sandwiches, yeah. two juice, two two juice boxes, and then some mints to Because to, there's onions in the sandwiches. So the onions in the sandwiches, yeah. Uh, but what we learn because he's a perfectly capable driver he just does everything like we, earlier we saw the boy back into a into a a bollard on the side of the street and knock it over and but he just try you know when he's when he's attempting to to uh do some parallel parking whereas martin is able to just you know absolutely do it with without any problem at all although i noticed watching the show that they cut they cut from him parallel parking to him parked so they, oh. they left out part of the parallel parking so i was thinking to myself did it go as smoothly as they're pretending Ah. Why did they cut it? Hmm. Anyway. Because you would have had to have probably hired a stuntman to do the perfect parking thing, and that would have been money. And we're only going to make, you know, whatever, $49,000 off this, so let's not throw money around. So, cut, cut to the action. So I think this is where the video kind of, because uh, we cut to, we cut back to, to, to Vincent Cooper, to Rose's dad, speaking on a video, when he asked the question, do ghosts have feelings? Mm-hmm. And... I think that's where they, he talks a little bit about how ghosts are different than, than us. And so their feelings aren't the same as our feelings. And so sometimes there can be, um, you know, that their, their characters become twisted as ghosts. And we do lo- learn from the, while he's talking, Rose is driving through town and she feels bothered by these ghosts. They're not really doing anything other than sort of indicating they're there to her. There's a, <laughs> there's a, a, branch, that there's a branch that's waving from a tree. There's a toaster plug that's waving in the air. And then there's an old lady standing in front of her door and she she yells, you know, go away, ghost. And then she realizes that she's real and she goes, oh, I'm sorry, I thought you were a ghost. And the lady seems perfectly pleased with that. I don't know. I yeah, I think... Start uh, for I attention, I guess. Yeah, I think we're... I think we've jumped ahead here. Oh, okay. A bit because... Uh, uh, oh, that's later. That's when she's happy and she's driving back yeah, and she's Martin, happy. Okay. Martin, uh, okay. finally does reveal to her that, like, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. got a problem with the, with the ghost at his house. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I thought I said that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, that's okay. okay. Uh, and uh, and and she—it's actually kind of kind of odd in that she she tells him to get out of the car. Yeah, I'm like, you yeah. seem to have driven a while. That's too bad. <laughs> get a long walk home. Um, but they, he's being very polite about it. Yeah, yeah. And it's a shame because like they were hitting it off, so mm-hmm. it's like uh, it's mm-hmm. a little bit uh, a little bit too bad. But she just does not. Uh, she just does not do that. She does not do that. And he and I like how the camera pans so it cuts him out of the shot. 
And so, so instead of getting a two shot of them sitting in her car, it goes to just her on the left side of the screen, and then just sort of the emptiness of the of of the street on the other side. And he's yeah. completely out of the shot. Is so she is just like, she is just like cut him off entirely. He's no longer visible. He's no longer there for her. Yeah, I also thought that felt a little bit sixth sense sense ish. Okay. With the uh, the person looking outside of the window, and it's like, oh, we're going to see something now. Like, no, no, we don't. <laughs> we don't. I didn't. So yeah. So yes, so then we we asked, "Do ghosts have feelings?" Uh, is the question that's asked, and I just kind of skipped past that. So I guess apparently I didn't care about that. Um, I never wrote, I just noticed that Rose is bothered by ghosts. So then we cut to a segment of a TV show called Nationwide, which is about a musician whose name is Christian Winter, and you know about this his big hit song. He was a one hit wonder with a song called Cosmic Woman, and he. He has come down in the world so much that he's now living in Ireland with his wife, Claudia. And, and, you know, so he's talking about, you know, well, he's talking about how, um, you know, how the Irish people are letting him get back to his roots and kind of giving it kind of like, you know, uh, not really mentioning that it's cheap to live there and there's a lot of tax advantages. And, yeah. and then uh, Claudia is much more honest, but he cuts her off before she can get really get them thrown out of the country. Yeah, they felt like uh, there were shades of seeing, uh, once again, Will Ferrell uh, with a Eurovision uh, song contest. Okay. So I was like, okay. Uh, was that kind of background? I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. Let's see what this <laughs> song is. It's, it's good. It's a good, it's a, it's a, it's a funny song. It's a yeah. thing. It's, you know, it's, a, it's kind of mystical. It's like, yeah. yeah. There's no, yeah. Yeah. It's a terrible song. There's no, there's no, yeah. I would not want to hear that on the radio, but okay. Um, but then we cut from from this TV show to to wish winter in his own home, kind of cursing at the at, at the interviewer who who gave away the fact that he was broke basically, and though still living in a castle, still living in a big house, yes. Like no, they call it a castle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, 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 and it is. It's like well, maybe don't live in a castle. Yeah, maybe that's your problem. There's, but okay, I guess he's already paid the rent, so he needs to count. Um, so uh, we then learn. The winter is a Satanist, and he is attempting to use Satan's powers to get another big hit. And so he has, he goes into another room where there is a young woman sort of uh, hanging in the in the midair, just sort of suspended in, in the air. Uh, and so he has this young virgin under a spell. Uh, and so we see that, and then he walks out of the room, and then um, his wife goes past him. And I guess she wants to go and ask this girl a question, I'm not too sure why. And she touches the girl, if, and it, she touches her, and she and this girl explodes yeah. into two pieces laying on the ground. There's two yeah. two parts of a body. So now uh, Winter is very upset that this has happened because now he has to find another sacrifice by the blood moon. Yeah, but yes. Do you think that he did? Uh, do you think that his first hit was uh, also a deal with a demon? I do or not. Was, I eh. I do not. I think that I think that this is his des- desperate attempt to try to recapture what he was able to do through happenstance before you know okay because he implies that he is uh later in the film that you know when he lists what he is who he has killed to get to this point they're only the people that are involved in this particular sacrifice so that would say to me that he has not done another sacrifice like this before to to get to this stage stage. and what do you think uh, yeah i'm trying to figure out uh you know the the uh, whenever you have this kind of supernatural situation yeah i was trying to figure out what the rules are and um his wife also says that she spent most of his royalties getting the book for him yeah 
So, so we know that the, the Cosmic Woman's, a lot of the money that he made from that went to getting this uh, book of, of dark magic. Right, which you kind of go, well, you had money, but okay, that's fine. He wants, he wants more. He's evil. It's, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Um, like, uh, it's weird. They do two things in this movie that, are, that, are, uh, that don't normally mix. Okay. Okay, when you do this kind of supernatural movie, you can do a Ghostbusters type movie. Yeah. Uh, well, a Ghostbusters type movie is more, there's just monsters and we've got to get rid of the monsters. Like, mm-hmm. we call them ghosts. But they're really monsters, with very, with very few exceptions. It's not like, you know, in later movies, they, they kind of get into, this is the ghost of blankety blank blank blank. It's like, no, this is just a spirit that haunts the this. They don't say that Slimer was once a guy, and he turned <laughs> into Slimer. Yeah, you yeah. Know, they don't get into that. Yeah, you know, there's not a lot of backstory. That's right. There's an extra dimensional being that's trying to get in uh, to, to take over the world. But there's no Satan. You know, there's no angels. Uh, yeah. Traditional afterlife doesn't exist. Yeah. Or then you get in something like uh, The Exorcist, which is like, this is just straight out. There's, a there's a, you know, Christian uh, hell, but there's no, no one's a ghost that's trying to do unfinished business at the same time. Sixth Sense, you don't know what the afterlife is. And again, they don't get into, is there a heaven? Is there a hell? You never get into that. You, mm. should, you very seldom mix the unfinished business ghosts with... Uh, there's there's Satan going on. You yeah, do a yeah. little bit in the movie Ghost, just because someone does something so bad that they get dragged off into some you know horrible after okay. punishment. But it's uh, but you don't really have this you know sa- Satan situation. It's a weird it's a weird mix mm. to me having those two things going on at the same time. You know they don't really mesh to me. <laughs> like because the fa- the father, well we well mentioned that the uh, supernatural guy on yeah, TV yeah. is Rose's father. I'm yeah. not sure at what point we reveal that. Oh no, we mentioned it already. Okay. But does does the father ever really get into now hey, watch out for demons because they might they might possess people and they can just take over a virgin like nobody's business and and uh, you know, give people incredible powers. Does he get into that at all? Not in the movie. I I, I didn't I didn't think to pause the film and, and try and read the titles of all the videotapes okay, of those but, guys. But again, the reality that he's he's putting forth is there are ghosts. Yeah. What are ghosts? Ghosts are trapped on Earth. Yeah. Ghosts uh, want to get our attention. I guess for some reason because they're always waving at us. Yeah. Um, but don't forget, uh, he also later on he talks about what is evil, uh-huh. and he talks about people using magic selfishly uh, which is a different thing than ghosts this is the thing there's two well no no but but so i'm just saying you say he doesn't bring that up i'm just saying yeah he does kind of bring it up later on though but there's no like oh and by the way the devil is real and uh, (laughs) or or at least uh, lower demons are real yeah and have enough power that an innocent girl can be possessed yeah and killed yeah by accident and that's fine. It's just there. And what happens to her ghost? Oh, no, nothing. We don't even get into that. Okay. It's just, it's a little, it's a little messy there. It's a little messy there. It's not, it seems like very two completely separate supernatural things that you have now connected together. And one does not inform the other. One does not help the other. She does not really use, you know, uh, they, they try, they try to, you know, use ghosts to help the person. Uh, later on, but like in a way that doesn't make a lot of sense, you know, they don't really explain that for a movie that does a lot of explaining. <laughs> yeah, so it's a little bit, a little bit of a mess there for me. Okay, that's, okay. that's what's... 
as a viewer of, of a, as a longtime viewer of the TV show Supernatural, I'm okay with all of this. But Supernatural, yeah, it has vampires, has werewolves, yeah. has time travel, has maybe they're in a TV show. Time, it has everything. Do they have a time travel? I don't remember that. Oh, huh. they must, right? I don't think time travel was part of Not that I, I mean, it may have been in later shows. I, I just assume anything yeah. that the X-Files did, you know, uh, 15 <laughs> years earlier, they did later. <laughs> I feel that's the rules of Supernatural. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Supernatural had its own kind of... Supernatural exists in like a parallel dimension to ours. And then it's like our Earth, but it's not. Okay, in that they can team up with Scooby-Doo. Well, in that... I don't know. I never saw that. Once again, I did not see that episode, so I cannot comment on it. But I did, and they do. (laughs) Okay. So in in their universe, there is a heaven, there is a hell, but they're different than ours. So... Yeah, there's multiple uh, there's multiple episodes where they time travel. On yeah. uh, Supernatural? On Supernatural, yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah, they go back to 1973. Uh, that's the first one they do in an episode called In the Beginning. Yeah, they've got a whole uh, wiki about Supernatural time travel episodes. <laughs> yeah, and they do it in the episodes. In the beginning, the end, the song remains the same. The heart will go on. Frontierland, the man who would be king time after time. As time goes by, King of the Damned, the Vessel Family Feud, and Lebanon. Huh. Those are all time travel episodes. Of I'm sure. I'm sure I saw some of them. I just don't. I just don't remember them. That is absolutely fine. <laughs> okay, continuing on. Um. So yes, Christian. He. Uh, so. So he has to find another sacrifice. So he has a, a a large kind of staff that has a very phallic tip to it that he's going to use as a way as a sort of a divining rod to find mm. to find a virgin. So we then cut. It is funny too how he finds it where he has to. Hold the stick and drop it, and wherever it lands, yeah. he then has to pick it up and follow it further. Yeah, and yeah. Then his wife tells him, "Maybe you want to get closer to town." <laughs> that's, a, that's a good idea. It's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. It's weird, isn't it? There's um, I was, I, um, there's a movie I like a lot that kind of it's also kind of a satanic movie called Teen Lust, directed by a, a friend of ours. Um, now. Uh, whose name is just <laughs> popped out of my head, but that's okay. okay. That's okay. You know who I mean, right? You know who I mean. Uh, not off the top of my head, but I'm gonna oh, look okay. It up. Well, he he also directed uh, um, uh, male fantasy and uh, oh, uh, Blaine uh, Thurier. Blaine yeah. Thurier, yeah. And so Blaine was doing this movie Teen Lust, and and so you know, as part of the part of the the deal is he got to he actually he got to work with with Carrie Ells was invited it was was you know asked to be a part of this movie and so he was going to play play the 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 leader of this satanic uh coven and or coven as it's known and then he uh so so i guess um you know he was in england and 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 blaine's here in canada and they were they were kind of coordinating and so um and now what blaine wanted was this very sophisticated british actor to play a very sophisticated british satanic cult leader because he wanted someone who you would believe would have like the respect of of the churchgoers as someone who would you know be able to command them in order to commit human sacrifice you know like you need to have this but but Carrie Ellis had dreamed of this incredibly like weird sort of southern gothic you know kind of bent over hunched character that you know that was just like so opposite of what he wanted that he but he's trying to be polite you know and so i'm just wondering if will forte kind of came to the set with his own kind of take on christian winters and the directors were able to kind of tone it down a degree but not not as much as they would have liked but 
oh well we've got this actor and we're kind of set up we have to kind of use him so we'll, well, we'll get the that, best we can out of it okay well i'm gonna say then uh, bad call getting will forte then because this is who will forte plays is that right in yeah every uh, movie except nebraska uh, and every tv scene uh, except nebraska, okay yeah. okay and 30 rock 30 rock was a bit more grounded too uh but yeah that's 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 him okay all right yeah. so um yeah like i say i think i've only seen him in um book smart <laughs> so it's a very small role so see uh see the mcgruber movie sometime right. it's a it's a hit or miss for people and i think you might enjoy it okay well i enjoy being hit and missed okay so take some big swings that film <laughs> so then we cut to uh rose's sister a sailor's uh, hairdressing salon where she is uh working on the hair of a woman who is described in the credits as boring doreen so um <laughs> So uh, she's showing uh, Darina showing Sailor a series of photos of a funeral and talking about the funeral to her, and we kind of then see that we then see that Rose is there, and of course, boring Doreen also points out that Rose has put on a bit of weight and asks if she's also pregnant because Sailor, but not just are you pregnant? Are you are you pregnant out of wedlock like your sister? Yeah, yeah, she's uh, being, uh, really very rude, <laughs> rude, rude and boring. Just but also. Perfect... Uh good at uh, filling us audience members in on what's going on <laughs> that's right. thank you for that's that's what you want in a movie is an amusing exposition dumper mm-hmm. and so yes we learn that sailor is pregnant and we learn a few other little tidbits but we we also get um we also get that uh sailor gives rose a kind of a pep talk on on romantic romantical things that she should not just be you know, standing by and letting life pass her by. She needs to get out there and and meet someone, you know, because she needs to find love. Oh, but Rose starts lying. She's lying <laughs> about, uh, but sort of not lying. She's about meeting a nice man. And, yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, things are assumed that, uh, you know. Yes. Uh, but, uh, but it's not uh, 100% true. But it also, you know, it's making her sister happy. And she yeah. seems to be a bit of a people pleaser. And she, she, she gives, uh, Sailor gives Rose some interesting advice, I thought. Which is that she should stalk him, because that's what she would do, she says. Mm-hmm. So, so then we immediately cut to Rose stalking Martin, <laughs> who is uh, going into a kind of a dollar store where his daughter works to talk to his daughter, and Rose sneaks in using a mop as a disguise mm-hmm. to hide her face. And uh, so then Martin talks to his daughter. They don't really have much of a conversation, really. It's more like, some impo- the important thing that's said is like she. He talks about Rose, but yeah. in a positive way. That's right. Well, he calls her a weirdo, but in a, in a, a good sort of weirdo. Yeah, yeah, and she gets that. She yeah. knows she's a weirdo. She's yeah. A, she's okay. She's and then uh, and then we also, uh, yes, his daughter also kind of, you know, kind of pushes him, prods him forward to try to, you know, he's got to take care of his, his, you know, take care of this issue that she wants him to take care of. And um, so Rose is then left in the store by herself with with uh, the daughter meanwhile walking across a field with his with his ginormous staff is is winter christian winter is walking across and he uh is then standing there with his staff kind of pointing at 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 the daughter sarah in the in the in the window of the store well no though well we don't know that yet i know but yes so (laughs) as far as we know 
I don't want to. I don't want to go to the end of the movie yet. But as far as we know, the the staff is pointing at Sarah. That's what the camera shows us, and that's what we understand has happened here. Okay. And so then, uh, well, this is a spoiler podcast, so I might spoil it before we spoil it. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. So so then uh, so. By the way, I like when I like when Rose is leaving and she's got the mop and she's <laughs> leaving with a. Oh, I forgot I already had a mop. Bye. <laughs> yes, that's good. And she goes outside and she bumps into. Christian Winters, who of course she recognizes, him. she recognizes him. She's a big fan of his because he had this big hit song called Cosmic Woman, which everyone loved inexplicably. And, you know, so she talks to him kind of awkwardly and he, you know, sort of lords it over her. Um, yeah, she's asking him when the next thing is coming out. That's now, right. Here's the, here's the thing it's like, we just had whatever, a boring lady and, uh, or a rude, boring lady. Yeah. So she can't be rude, boring lady with what she's saying. Though she's saying things that are a little hurtful to him, as in, like, when's the next thing coming? When's the next thing coming? <laughs> well, people you know, she's trying to be nice about it, but yeah. it is the kind of thing you, they're like, oh, that is kind of rude. You're a creative, you're a creative person. You know that. You don't, oh, you don't appreciate rude. that, but other people don't rude. understand oh, that yeah, question. That's rude. Yeah. People who don't, don't work in, in, in the creative fields do not know that that is a question that people, creative people hate to hear. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, because it's just like anyone else. I mean, when you go to a party, what do people ask each other? What do you do for a living? You know, and so it's it's one of those sort of questions. Like, what are you working on? What are you doing? You know. So. Well, it's like hey, it'd be like this. So you uh, you, uh, you you say like, hey, hey, we just had a baby. I'm like, oh my gosh, you just had a baby? Yeah. That's fantastic. I see a picture of your baby. Oh, that is a beautiful baby. When are you having another baby? What's the next baby <laughs> you know what? what? That? When's uh, when are you planning? Are you planning soon? You, you get a new baby soon? Another one? Yeah, okay. If that. you if you think that people don't ask that question, then you've never had a baby. Mm. I've never had a baby, and I've had many people ask that question. <laughs> That's even stranger. It is even ruder. But yeah, like as soon as we had our first daughter Mary, we were immediately asked, like, "Are you planning on having another?" Oh, when are you think, yeah, you know, like, well, not, not right now, because we are still recovering from this first major massive life change that was like an avalanche on top of our heads. So, um, people are the worst. We know. <laughs> uh, movie Satanists are the worst. <laughs> so then Rose leaves and Christian enters the store and we don't see what he does, but what he does is he, he somehow obtains Sarah's scrunchie that's holding her hair in place. So he must've done something where he kind of compliments her and then says, you know, I think you'd look better with your hair down. And he like pulls out her scrunchie. And then her hair falls down, and he's like, oh, that's much better. And then he kind of pockets the scrunchie and leaves. Mm-hmm. We then get a cut back to the video of Vincent Cooper, or Dooley, sorry, Vincent Dooley talking to us. And, and he asks, what is evil? And Vincent tells us of people, who I was saying earlier, who use magic selfishly. And when he tells us this, we see, we see Christian with the scrunchie extracting the hair from it, preparing a binding spell on Sarah so that he he can he can uh, take control of her and have her float to him is the plan. Yeah. And again, this is where it's like a little bit messy for me. Okay. Uh, where, like, if, if there was a setup, like, may, uh, did we see a, uh, an opening to this show where it had a variety of different things that he was going to be talking about? No. Because it feels, it feels like he's just talking about, like, ghosts. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it's like magic, and ghosts aren't magic. What are they? Like, what's that? What are ghosts? What are ghosts? Yeah, uh, ghosts are spirits. Ghosts are yeah, part but they're of us. they're part of like a a, a trans trans dimensional 
reality, right? So. Well, that's a big. You just you just made a big leap there. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anyone. I don't think anyone who was like in the 1700s. Yeah. You know, who's like, I saw a ghost. Oh, you think it was a trans-dimensional reality? No, you don't. But they would. But they would. Think it's a person. You got a ghost in you. Yeah. I got a ghost in me. Yeah. When our spirits. Uh, leave for heaven or leave for hell. Yeah, and they and they and there's problems. But yeah, so there you see. But you're saying right there, there is a religious dimension. There's a transcendental sure, sure. element to it. That's magic. This is the thing. There's nothing. You know, if you're going for you know, uh, it's just like afterlife situation. Yeah, uh, that's a different situ- That's a different thing. Yeah. Than magic. Magic is different. You know, and uh, you know, all of a sudden we're we're taking a big leap. Of just like you know, some people use magic for bad purposes. Well, where would magic come from? <laughs> well, How'd you get into magic? Well, like, I think, you like you said about, ti- I think you said about time life books, though. This, you know, they don't just talk about ghosts; they talk true, about true, true. all, all right. kinds of different elements of occultism. That, that's right. And if you saw an ad for a time life book, yeah, it would, it would be talking about just like UFOs, and it would get into UFOs and would tell you about UFOs. Yeah, and time also has series on ghosts and demons and da-da. yeah, but you wouldn't in that first pitch. You know, they wouldn't con, con, confide, you know, uh, I want to say confab, but that's wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they wouldn't um, mix together, you know, there's aliens. And could these aliens have left behind ghosts? No, they're two separate things. You don't mix those together. And could those aliens have made a deal with the devil? No, different things. Ghosts over here, demons over here. And so he's just jumped right to there's magic as well. And I feel like we needed a bit of a transitional thing. What, what like, would be the transitional thing? The demons, you know, but there's something beyond the world of ghosts. Yeah, that's even more dangerous because we have not said that ghosts are dangerous. So it's like we've now introduced that the supernatural is just, uh, you know, these beings that would like to contact us. Yeah, and they are small and they are harmless. Mm. But you, then you just transition with, but some things are not harmless, and those <laughs> things are demons. Yeah. And you know, and what is evil? Evil are people that try to work with demons. Who do da da da? But we don't do that. So, we don't. So do the demons. way, yeah, the way the the videos are used though is as is a kind of meta commentary over over the with action of the film. Mm-hmm. So we have not been introduced to demons yet. So I think that's what the what is evil is being used to to introduce us to the idea of that we have that Christian is an example of evil. In this yeah. world, so and we don't that's, that's, we that's don't have to we don't have to explicate his character much more than that than that, just that he is a person who who will, is willing to sacrifice anyone else to his own shortcut. And know? that well, here's the thing too. And he's correct. Like we've we've seen that a person is floating, and for some reason they explode. Yeah. So there is there he is right to do what he does. Like he is not a crazy guy who's going. I'm going to sacrifice somebody, but we don't know if that's going to work or not. Yeah, he's right. If he does this, there's none of us are expecting his plan to fail uh, unless someone makes it fail. Yeah. But like, you know, he's correct. He's He's got his uh, black magic uh, completely correct. We're going to get to something later on uh, with the with the with the father, which I think, again, is a third thing that they're adding to the mix. That's just like, well, you got to pick lane, brah, or or just say like everything. But anyway, <laughs> please continue and we will get to that. OK, uh, so then. We come. We cut back to oh, so Martin calls Rose, mm-hmm. and uh, so he sounds serious enough that Rose springs to action. She actually goes and opens the locked door, yeah, behind the table. 
we see that it's looks like the set of the TV show. That's right. It's it's her dad's her dad's office, and she gets she gets her dad's bag and she puts puts in a bunch of stuff puts a bunch of stuff into it, including taking a television set with her. Mm-hmm. And we she arrives at Martin's, and that's where when we get the parody of the Exorcist, or at least the homage to the Exorcist. Yes. Uh, first standing in front, there's a fog, the light in the window, like the whole kind of thing is set up to to kind of emulate the the that scene of the Exorcist of the. It's a good look. Yeah, it works. Uh, is it Father Damien standing outside looking into the? And so so then Sarah, uh, sorry, sorry, Rose comes in, although Bonnie tries to slam the door in her face. Uh, Rose does get into the house, and she uh, goes upstairs to Sarah's room, and she finds. She sees that Sarah is floating in the air, which she is so startled by, she drops the television. Yeah. So yeah, she, she, yeah, she uh, she's like, "Oh, I'm out. Yeah, done. <laughs> yeah." Which is fine. I like it. I like an Irish person going in. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! This is, no oh, no, it's no, gone too far. No, no, no. But he too- he pulls her back. He pulls her back in, and uh, so then she puts the TV down. She pulls out a VHS tape of an episode called "The Goating" of yes. the show, and this is where we see. A binding spell, not done on a person, but done on a goat, but for the similar purpose of having the goat as a sacrifice to a to a demonic creature who will have sex with that goat. Right. It's, it's a goat. It's a goat, and it's floating, so yeah. that makes it goating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so we also see what will happen if you attempt to wake up a floating. They call it a floating ghost, but it's not really a ghost either. Uh, but if you're if a being is floating in a spinning spell, if you attempt to wake it, as we saw earlier, it will explode. And we see the goat explode in this tape, kind of off camera, but explodes. And we all this I guess we saw that with the girl too. We didn't actually watch her explode. Yeah, which I'm is also going perfectly like, fine. Yeah, I'm not sure what I guess. I guess this wasn't a TV show. I'm assuming that this must have been videos that you could buy because you would not have been able to watch a goat explode on a TV show uh, back in the 70s, <laughs> back in the 70s. early 80s. But yeah. was it, did it happen off camera? You just see the, you just see the end result, right? We well, you see them, re- you see uh, Martin uh, reacting to it. Yeah. So yeah. he's seeing, it looks like he's seeing a goat explode. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And, uh, yeah, and Rose. Um, here's, again, here's me being, uh, and you can call me oversensitive if you want. <laughs> and, uh, and you'd probably be right. Sure. You'd probably, let me just say this. You're right. I don't care, though. Um, <laughs> I don't think that it is necessary for this plot. Like, I think the idea of you're sacrificing a virgin. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and then you get power. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. But then if they if you're doing a thing like you set up here that all these demons are going to have sex with a goat, you know, that you sacrifice. Well, some some do. It depends what demon you're you're, yeah, you're attempting okay, to. Fine. Whatever, it doesn't matter. I like that this is a this is an animal yeah. that like is going to be sacrificed, and now basically the animal is going to be raped by demons. Yeah, and it's just like hmm. And then later they really push <laughs> that like this okay. girl yeah. who we've seen, his daughter, yeah, is going to be raped by a bunch of demons in hell. Yeah. Like, huh. Okay. Uh, do we need that? Do we need that? Is that necessary well, for this plot? It's, like, it's, it's would a, Ghostbusters be better? It's a, with it's a, a horror. To rape? It's a, it's a horror movie. No, it's Is not. It, it's not. It's, it, it hasn't earned that. It's a silly movie. Okay. It's like very goofy, mm-hmm. and it's using, it's using rape as, you know, as a punchline of just like, oh, I don't want to be down there being raped by a whole bunch of demons. You know, I was like, okay. Is that? It just feels like. What do you? What do you got to do that for? Oh, 
I just what do you got to do what, that for? What do you think the sacrifice is for then? Uh, you kill you kill someone that's innocent. Yeah. And this sin is so great, the sin of murder. Yeah. It's so great yeah. that it pleases the demon, and the demon grants you a favor because you have done something horrific. The idea that now a soul is being taken into hell, an innocent yeah. soul, yeah. and that an innocent soul could be taken to hell, and that this innocent soul that is taken to hell yeah. will be raped yeah. by a bunch of demons. Yeah. Like, eh, do you, I, I don't get the I don't get the funny in that. Okay. Like that really feels. I don't like, think it's supposed to be funny. I think it's supposed to give you a sense of urgency that this must not happen to they do a lot to of the old daughter. Offhanded jokes about you know near the near the end about mm-hmm. just like I don't want to be going back down there and being raped by a whole bunch of demons. Like <laughs> I get that it's funny hearing an Irish person say that. I'm, I'm on board with that. But just the reality that you're laying. We out don't know here. that that's the reality. She just she just says it. She's not. She's not. She has not experienced this or been there. So. Well, okay. Her point is, her point she, to Martin she, is... She believes this is going to happen to the goat, that yeah. the goat is going to be raped in hell. Also, later on, Christian says this is going to be happening. So they both, we've got two-point confirmation. Yeah. This is what's going to be going on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I just don't feel like, you know, again, in 2019, uh, you know, doing doing the rape jokes is, is necessary in your very, very, very light um supernatural comedy it just again is it's uh it just it takes it into a different weird direction all right it's just like hmm, all duly, right. duly noted okay i will send a letter to the uh, to the directors all right please do <laughs> please do uh so so then um in a part i quite like because i i like when characters show skill in a movie mm-hmm. that's my favorite thing in movies is when characters demonstrate ability Rose quickly casts a holding spell using Rowan, I think she said, and Sage. She makes a kind of a wreath that she puts on Sarah's head, and that is a holding spell. And so what that does is it prevents the binding spell from, from... from working so so Sarah will remain floating kind of in stasis but she will not float away to where Christian wants her to float to right and then she wants a pizza which I quite quite liked as well because then she said she also brought two ingredients she had oregano I think and and Tabasco or something like that and yeah she wanted to know if he had basil that's right so because she wanted him to pimp up a pizza she had a a frozen frozen pizza yeah now here's what yeah this is where I would have liked yeah I think you can do a little more it's like, yeah, I love seeing that kind of uh, fun, regular, everyday minutiae going on yeah. when you've dealt with the thing. Mm-hmm. Now, what I would like to have seen is something like, you know, the dad dealing with, like, his daughter is floating in her room. And then what do you do? Do you make the bed? Well, he does, because remember, he's vacuuming and he puts on some underarm deodorant for her and stuff like that while she's Oh, does he? Okay, yeah, that's yeah. good then. I must have missed yeah, that. Yeah. Okay, that's good. I like that kind of uh, I like that kind of small little thing. Like, what yeah, do you do yeah. when your daughter's like floating, <laughs> floating yeah. in the room? So they show that later. Like he's just kind of like vacuuming the room, and she's just there floating in the air, and then he's he applies some uh, some uh, some deodorant to her. That's her good. So, okay, nice. Because you, know, you can't have she can't have a bath. He can't really disturb her too much because, as we know, she might explode. Yeah, she'll explode. So, yeah, yeah. So uh, Rose does some research. She discovers a cure for the binding spell, which is to use ectoplasm, which is apparently something that ghosts will leave behind them when they when they are exorcised from from our world. But it has to be the ectoplasm of seven separate ghosts. Right. This is where it is a bit of a reach. It's like okay. So <laughs> okay. So what do we do to break this spell? Yeah. You've got to have 
the leavings of of seven ghosts. Yeah. What do what are those two things? Like you should have some connection of that. Like there should be something. Why? Yeah, why is, yeah. Why no, I agree. It's, it felt kind of perfunctory. I'm sorry to laugh. I just it just kind of made me no, laugh that you were that you're kind of criticizing this movie that's you know silly from the outset with being sillier. But yeah, but you are it. correct. Like, you are correct. You it at, felt a little something uh, like uh, again. I'm going to go back to Ghostbusters uh, or even the Frighteners. You know, okay. something like that. Frighteners sure. is more of a, an actual horror comedy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and but the but the, the way they do things in both of those movies is they introduce you slowly to the ghosts. Sure. Idea. And also, I guess Frighteners does have ghosts plus plus hell. Yeah, yeah maybe that one does. Okay, so there. Um, but they introduce <laughs> you to everything slowly, yeah. and they really tell you what the rules are. And then the rules make sense because they connect to previous rules. Sure. And they build things up and build things up and build things up. So when you just have these random turns, mm. it's like, ah, it's not that – I don't know. It's not that hard. Maybe I'm being, you know, uh, mean about this. But, like, it feels like you could connect things, you know, in some way. Like, you know, uh, eight ghosts that are at peace will leave behind, you know, our remains. And this peaceful remains will, you know, uh, break the spell of, yeah. you know, this. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, all right, that sounds that sounds fine. Yeah, you know, it feels so much easier, by the way, for the other guy who just needs a hair, and she needs eight vomiting goats. <laughs> like, well, I guess it gets more elaborate as it goes for him, but but yeah, no, it does it it does. But also, this movie is only ninety four minutes, so I I guess I have to think in terms of like how can we quickly sure. get to the because the the I mean, let's face it, this whole ghost ectoplasm thing is really just a vehicle to get back around to Bonnie, you know? And so, I mean, they're not, they're not really trying to tie it to any thing yeah. other than the kind of thematic element of Martin's need to, to, um, to kind of like, uh, learn to learn to stand up to his wife. Right. I, I did like, by the way, that every, every bit of frozen food had the same chicken on it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Because it was weird. Because the first thing I think she was eating was something like a beef burrito. It was a lasagna. Oh, I thought in lasagna. That's it was right. Lasagna, yeah. And with, a, with, a, with a big image of a chicken on yeah, it. Like, what, yeah. what is this about? But then that chicken shows up through most of the things to the point where I was like, oh man, if this is our Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, because it just felt like we were just eating chicken so often that like, well, the chicken's going to come to life at some point, or yeah. just talk to her, or do something. Because why are we why are we pushing this chicken so much? But I, I think it's just world a little world building. Now, have we seen um, what happened to her father yet? No. Okay, let's continue then. Sure. So uh, we also learned that Martin has a talent. Just as Rose has a talent, she mm-hmm. is able to. They call it a talent. Yes. Yes, that's right. To talk to ghosts and to and to and to get them to move on. Martin can hear them, and he can also connect to them, so he can. He can allow them to possess him. He basically has, we learn, Rose's father's talents. This is something that he was able to do. He could talk to ghosts. He could hear ghosts, and he could, he would let them possess him. And that was how Rose could then talk to them and send them on into the next world. And so Rose wants him to let the ghosts possess him. She'll exercise them, and then they will collect the ectoplasm this way. We also we also see that Christian and Claudia, who is driving the car, are waiting outside for Sarah to float out to them and she does not and they're wondering what's going on and then they see Rose and Martin leaving the house with Sarah under a blanket but she's floating and they put her into the they float her into yeah. into Rose's car and of course now Christian is very con- very confused and very in- uh, concerned what's going on here 
Uh, so they follow as Rose and Martin go uh, to a woman who's been phoning Rose for quite a while. We heard her earlier in the movie in one of the very one of the early scenes on the in a message in a voicemail, asking uh, talking about the fact that her garbage cans were haunted. Yeah. So we go we go to to what looks like a farm, and we learn there that her husband was very concerned about the recycling when he was alive, and so. In his death, he is still hanging around the garbage cans, making a fuss over what she's putting into recycling and into the garbage cans, which she does not appreciate. And so she wants Rose to get rid of her husband. And so then, so uh, we get a nice bit of acting from the actor who plays Martin. I, I don't think I said his name yet, actually, when I think about it. Uh, mm-hmm. That's Barry Ward is his name. And, and I really enjoyed when he would take on the characteristics of other ac- other characters as, as, as Martin when he's allows them to possess him, he begins to act like this other character. And so we kind of see him play out the role of this, this uh, woman's husband and then uh, named Tom. And then, but Rose exercises Tom's ghost and then Martin spews out ectoplasm into a handy jar that Rose has there. And so that is their first bit of, of ectoplasm in their, their need. And for, even though it feels like there's, it's a kind of a pressing situation, that's enough for them. They call it the night. <laughs> And uh, so now um, Christian sees what's happening here. And so he realizes he needs to get gets to Rose. And so he declares to Claudia that he's going to do something, one of the most terrifying things. Uh, you know, he's going to face one of his greatest fears, which, which Claudia asks, what, ducks? And he looks at her like, are you insane? No one has that brave. Uh, no, he's going to take a driving lesson. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Rose takes Martin back to his house and... It's a very, uh, he's sleeping, but it's a very, very nice drive, very homely feeling drive of them going along. Although there is a pair of feet, Sarah's feet are sticking out in front of them, uh, you know, between the two of them. Uh, Did you think, by the way, with that, that there was going to be some payoff for that, that he's terrified of ducks? (laughs) It would have been, it would have been good. They should have really done that. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like, uh, I mean. When you finally see the demon, it should be something like, you know, he fears the most, and it's just a giant duck. That'd be good. Anyway. <laughs> and no one else is scared of it? Yeah. It's a, silly, it's a big, silly duck. It's yeah. It's hilarious. Can't you see how scary this is? Mm-hmm. Um, then they summon the giant chicken from the frozen foods to fight it. And there you go. It's good versus evil. There. I've written the ending for you guys. <laughs> mm, too too expensive, they say. Yeah, it does sound a bit expensive. You're right. Okay. So, uh, um... Yeah, so they so Rose is very happy after this. She drives home, and uh, she I guess she's driving home and she's waving to all the ghostly things that before were bothering her. The branch, the yeah. microwave, that's or the toaster. That's when she sees the old woman, I guess, and she, you know, waves to her, you know, hello, ghost. And then she realizes she's real and goes, "I'm sorry, I mistook you for a ghost." And something I liked was when she sees. Uh you know, uh, pe- the people and they turn into ghosts. Yeah. And just, yeah. And, they, and they're, they're all floating around, uh, under sheets. Yeah. It's just a very ghost. Yeah. It was just, it's, it's really simple, but it's like, Ooh, this is comforting and creepy at the same time that this is, this is what you're seeing. I like that all these people are traditional, uh, traditional ghosts that are, that are around. It's a village with a lot of ghosts. <laughs> so like, why can no one in this Irish village, you know, move on? What's going on? So then um, she goes home and she she watches a, a, some video of, of her dad with her in the show. Yeah. And her dad talking about how important she is to his work and how much he trusts her because she is so she's so excellent at what she does. 
And, By the way, that's he's 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 putting too much pressure on his daughter. <laughs> it seems like a pretty hard job. Yeah, I mean, dealing with the afterlife and all this kind of stuff, yeah. and yeah. he knows that there's demons and evil and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's really, you know, it's nice to do something with your dad. Yeah, you do you do a podcast with your daughter. That's yeah. great. That's fine. But if you were like dragging your daughter to exorcisms and stuff, I don't know. I don't that's kind of like dad. that's kind of like podcasting. That's a little bit. Uh, yeah, a lot of podcasts are a lot like an exorcism. You're not wrong. <laughs> so, so. Uh... She's watching him and she starts to have a crisis of confidence because, you know, he's saying all this stuff about her, but she, in her mind, she is, she killed her dad. So all mm-hmm. this, all this, you know, talk that he's saying and how much he trusts her and she failed him. She killed him. And so she immediately decides that she cannot, she cannot help any farther with, uh, with, um, with Sarah. Yeah. And let me just, sorry, I just got to find the next page. But now, does this again? I get that she's having. I get the reason for this, and I guess that I, I get that this is the point in the movie where your character does this. I get that. Yes, you need your you need your crisis of confidence. You part need your of the, you need your hero's journey. You got to reject yeah, your journey. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But but you know, just in the reality that we're dealing with here, it's a small village. This this uh, a blood moons are coming. Um, this girl is floating. If she wakes up, she'll explode. Um, and she's going to be like, uh, taken, taken away and raped by demons. Yeah. You know, uh, what other choice does she have? Like, like you're it. Like, I understand that you're feeling like you can't do it. Yeah. But like, there's no other, there's no other choice. You gotta, you gotta help. Like, I understand movie wise, why on your board where you've got your uh, index cards, you've written, uh, <laughs> can't do it. Yeah. But just this this woman who we've seen, who seems rather sweet, yeah, you know, would just be like, "I can't do it. You're on your own." Like, hmm. it's just that's a bit that's a bit much. I don't, I didn't really buy that. That didn't yeah. seem realistic. And then when she decides to do it, it doesn't seem like things have changed enough that there was a big uh, change in you know the the way of the world that would uh, justify. Oh, now she can do it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so well, I think yeah. Okay, we'll get to that scene in a, in a minute. Okay. Because before that, before that happens, uh, Rose goes to Christian's for his driving lesson. So she goes mm-hmm. to the castle, and uh, Christian's waiting there with Claudia, his wife Claudia. Interested, interestingly, Claudia is played by an actress named Claudia O'Darity. So I thought that was mm-hmm. who's who sounds Irish from Australia. All right. But he, uh, what I thought was interesting here was sort of the contrast between him and. And Martin, because Chris, Christian also brings a sandwich for his for his for the trip, but he only has one sandwich, which informs yeah. he informs Rose's chocolate spread. <laughs> yeah, and uh, she's oh, hmm. and then uh, uh, also yeah that I mean again it's a it's a fun it's a fun bit, <laughs> and and I get that it shows that he's selfish yeah. whereas Martin was not. Yeah, but I'm just like. How long are driving instruction lessons? <laughs> but like you have to pack a meal. I know it seems strange. Like it's a common thing. <laughs> I I took driving lessons and I never yeah. I never packed a, a lunch for the instructor and oh, I feel okay. guilty about it now. Okay. I did not realize it was a thing that was thing that was done and I should have. You know that's the problem. Sometimes your parents don't give you enough guidance in life and that's the case okay. right there. So uh, what I really liked here is because I have I am a real lover of when comedy. When comedy slows way down and mm-hmm. just torments us for a moment, and we get a very long scene of 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 uh, Christian carefully pulling off his gloves, his leather gloves, one finger at a time, 
And we get some nice reaction shots from Rose while he's doing this. And then he then takes out his driving gloves, which involve a lot of Velcros. Uh, and then he pulls those on very slowly and does those up. I quite enjoyed that sequence. Uh, and then he goes to start the car and he's having trouble. And I have to, I got to tell you right now, Rose, not much of a driving instructor. Like she's not giving very clear instructions here. Yeah. Because she's not, she, first thing, she doesn't like point, helpfully point out to him what the, what the pedals are. And maybe yeah, she's assuming. Like, use the clutch. Well, what's the clutch? Yeah. I mean, maybe she's assuming a certain amount of knowledge. He's taken his, 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 his he's got his learner's license. Like he's gone and he's done his tests. So he at least yeah. knows the various pedals and stuff like that. But I still. Don't know what the clutch is. Well, like, you don't have your learner's giving, license. Yeah. She does. She gave, she was giving instructions that I was like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah like you would think that you would want to like point out which is the accelerator you know which is the gas pedal which is the brake and which is the clutch so then you would mm. you know so put your your left foot or your right in case they're driving in england so you put your right foot on the on the clutch i is that what you do or you still do your left right maybe you still do your left right i can't remember now it's been a while since i drove in england but um yeah so anyway usually like here i i, I drive manual right so i have you put your right foot, your left foot on your clutch, and your right foot r- does the gas and the brake. But she doesn't even tell that to him. She just kind of expects him to know that, which I thought was a little unfair. And then just, when he just drive, just drive, just drive. And then when he like goes to to drive out of you know out of um, uh, neutral and then engage the clutch in first gear, he does what all of us do when we first do that, which is we we stall the car because we. We don't realize we need to, you know, have a kind of equal amount of gas as you take your foot off the clutch in order to create that, you know, get the, get the car moving forward. And he stalls out and the car leaps forward and he bumps his nose on the steering wheel and he immediately quits his lessons. Yeah, fair enough. She's, she is a bad uh, driver. That's right. So that's, there's no point going any farther. Uh, but he does uh, talk to her a little bit and he uh, talks to her about talents and how we should follow them. We should not ignore our talent. He I, and but he also steals her scrunchie, so we know that he is up to no good. Yeah, it seems to be his angle. <laughs> yes, to get that bit of hair. So Rose goes to Martin and pretty much tells him, as you said, that she does not feel confident that she can she can do this. She she tells him the story of what happened to her father and that she wants to quit. And so we learn that her father, uh, w- with her, w- they were at a uh, possessed sinkhole in the ground so it was a very small puddle that was deep pothole there yeah yeah. and it was it was uh possessed by a ghost and then there was a woman's dog had gotten trapped in 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 this sinkhole as well now it was dead because it drowned in the water and so it was all it was a ghost so then so her father both was possessed by the spirit of the dog and the sinkhole at the same time in order and then she was supposed to like exercise them which she couldn't do, and he was taken over by the spirit of the sinkhole and began to spin and spun out into the road where he was struck by a truck and died. And so uh, this is something that she's always felt guilty about. And and by the way, there's a magpie in the sequence as well. Yeah, so. this again was, was one of those things where like, it felt like the dog was almost like in another dimension. Because like, it's not... Okay, it's a possessed... Okay, it's a possessed pothole yeah got it it's full of water okay but a pothole isn't big enough for a dog to fit in. it's not a pothole it was a sinkhole okay it was a sinkhole or yeah so it's a deep so, it's a deep hole in the ground it's a deep it's a deep hole in the ground yeah okay yeah so okay <laughs> it's, just, it's just such a it's such an odd it's just such it an is odd. odd it's supposed to be angle. it's supposed it's like, to be silly it's, it's no, a silly I get that thing it's, right? i get that it's, it's silly but it's like 
okay, what are ghosts? Ghosts are people that couldn't move on. Yeah. And all right, okay, I'm with you. So a possessed sinkhole. Yeah. So what are you telling me there? <laughs> that there's a person yeah. that couldn't move on. Yeah. So they possessed a sinkhole. Yeah. So the so it's really a, a person that's now the sinkhole. Yeah. But now the dog is fallen into the sinkhole. Sure. So now the dog is mixed with the person or the dog is with the, okay, fine, whatever. But now we're going to put it into the father. So now the father is both, if the father isn't a ghost, like the ghost that was in the sinkhole, the the father is the sinkhole's ghost. Yeah. It's just, what? What are we doing? Like, again, I get that we're in crazy town. I understand. But even in crazy town logic, okay, and because he's possessed by the sinkhole, he spins. Is he not possessed by the dog as well? Yes, he's possessed by both of them. Yeah, yeah. All right. So when? So okay. So okay. But 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 only the sinkhole is having an effect on him. The dog. Well, no. Remember, he's acting like a dog. He was acting like a dog, which is how she knew it was uh, her dog. And uh, she should have at that point let go of the leash, I guess, and just like moved on. Like (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, he gets hit by the. He does get hit by the truck. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Yeah. So like, cause what, how he set it up before was if you don't maintain contact, you can be lost forever. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was the way it was going to be. was like, Oh no, he's lost. And his spirit is now lost forever. Yeah. Yeah. His, That's what I thought was going to happen. Void. Too. And it's like, well, it wasn't, he just got hit by a truck. He got hit by a truck. He's dead. Yeah. That's it. But it's, yeah. but it's the deal now that his spirit can't move on because he's also a dog and a sinkhole at the same time. And so, but, but now maybe he's also a magpie. What, what's going on? It's just, well, no, cause he's not a, he's not a dog and a, he, he those ghosts were inhabiting him. Yeah. Right? So, so when he dies, because, okay. They would just go their own way. They, he wouldn't with, he's mixed up with a, with a dog, a sinkhole. Yeah. Yeah. And when he get when he dies, the I, sinkhole and the dog are free. Yeah, I assume that those spirits are are no longer possessed by him. So, well, actually, that's not true because okay, well, later on, we'll we'll have him come back and there's something weird about that. Oh, I know he was making sounds of okay. Oh, it's just confusing me. All right, fine. Yeah, he was making right. bird sounds later. Yeah, yeah. He was making bird sounds. So the dog and the sinkhole. I guess the sinkhole's gone to sinkhole heaven. <laughs> I don't know. But the sinkhole is not. It's, it's kind of like that toaster, right? Like the spirit has possessed the toaster. Right, that's which also happened. And the spirit has possessed a branch. Like a ghost has possessed the branch. They're not. It's not a branch. It's just. It's just inhabiting the branch in order to try to communicate. Right. You know. This is my. This is my confusion. If like, if if she was trying to, um, uh, you know, exercise. Okay. So so when when she's exercising the person from the garbage can. Yeah. Okay. She doesn't say to uh, to Martin. You're possessed now by a garbage can. No, You're she's possessed. possessed by Tom. That's why he starts acting. He's acting like Tom. He's not acting yeah, like a garbage can. Understood. But she said. But she says to her, like the deal with her dad is his dad isn't possessed by Steve, who is possessing the 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 you know uh, the sinkhole. Yeah. She's he's possessed by the sinkhole, which is why he's spinning like a sinkhole. Yeah. Because he's yeah. possessed by a sinkhole. 
not you see this is the thing it's an inanimate object well it's animate i suppose but like it's it's not a living thing that's possessing him yeah yeah no that's a weird one it's it's because I, it, I don't know if there's supposed to be a ghost in the sinkhole or if it's just yeah. a possessed sinkhole or i don't know what's going on there yeah okay so we agree that's a little odd okay yeah it's yeah it's this it's kind of silly mm. it's kind of silly i'm sure it got it got what they wanted and they went cut <laughs> on the next scene uh so then um good yeah, enough everybody i do like that uh martin when she comes over martin of course martin is happy to see her he gives her this bowl that he's made for her yeah that's very sweet and then uh she tells him she wants to quit and she goes i'll just take my bowl <laughs> i just i just like that idea that i still get the bowl right even though i want to don't want to help you anymore yeah uh then you go no you don't get the bowl but anyhow uh so Martin is angry. Uh, she makes a joke about the bowl, and I forgot what the bowl joke was, but it was pretty good. That's all I remember is the joke was pretty good. It was a weird little pun. <laughs> oh, well, that's fine. Oh, I don't remember that. Sorry. Yeah, it's all right. So then uh, she tells him, but then Martin is mad at her, and he basically says, you know, like, it's one thing to it's one thing to, to, to fail, but you don't even want to try. And then he storms out. And then we cut to Christian preparing his magical stuff. And then... Rose comes upstairs and Martin is playing the guitar and he's singing. First, he's singing a song. I don't know what the song was. I'm sorry. Even though I looked at the end of the film, I looked through the song credits. It didn't seem to credit it. Um, and Rose joins in singing with him. And so you can kind of feel like, you know, she's scared, but she likes this person too much to, to, to give up on, give up. So she's going to, she's going to find her courage. And Martin finds his courage too and begins to defy Bonnie. So he goes into he goes into his bedroom and she's about to get fresh with the door, the cupboard door, and he says no. He puts his hand on it, opens it up, takes out a plaid shirt that he wants to wear, and puts that on. And then he goes downstairs. And he earlier in the film she threw a donut away that he wanted to eat, and he, you know, against all bounds of good taste, takes the donut out of the garbage and prepares, <laughs> proceeds to eat it. Uh, which. He maybe should explain to Rose when she asked if she could have some why she couldn't have any. You know, I just took it out of the garbage. Sorry. <laughs> he does not say that, though. He does not say that. Then Sailor arrives because she has been was asked by Rose if she would come over and, quote unquote, babysit Sarah, who she assumes is a baby. She is told to not go upstairs, to not to whatever she does, to not go upstairs. But she assumes she's babysitting a baby. So she settles, settles down and Rose and Martin then travel through the night collecting ectoplasm so they go from uh place to place uh, they go to a, a chip shop where the fries are floating in midair above the above the, the deep fryer they go to a a uh, house where the the um there's a deer on the wall a deer head on the wall that's crying seven up yeah and um loves seven up. yes uh, and and then their final call their final their seventh call of the night is it turns out it's not a ghost it's just a fox troubling the hen house yes after this big setup of what it is yeah it's it's ginger it's a ginger uh werewolf ginger werewolf yeah well i guess if someone had red hair they could be yeah they really get into the thing (laughs) yeah he's as orange as a an orange yeah satsuma yeah it's like a satsuma orange sniffy nose sharp fangs (laughs) what this wouldn't be a fox would it oh yeah i suppose it would be yeah Yeah, Uh, so against against martin's wishes rose suggests that the uh, only cho- choice they have now, they need to get seven separate pieces of ectoplasm. They have to to exercise Bonnie. Yeah. By the way, they also at this point mention how Bonnie died. Yes. Well, that they go to the they go to the cemetery. 
She takes Martin to the cemetery, I guess in a way to sort of say goodbye to Bonnie. And, and, uh, I'm just trying to find my page here. I, I do this in such a weird way. Yeah, they go to the cemetery and it's, it's where Martin tells the story of Bonnie's death. Death by cuckoo clock, basically. Yeah. He built a clock that, uh, played, um, what did it play? What song was it that, that it played? Do you remember? I'm not sure, but I know that it was uh, when it when it was. Oh, it was uh, my Bonnie lies got... over the ocean. My Bonnie lies there over the ocean was the song. When, uh, when yeah. yeah, it was the time that they got married. It would go off every day. It would come out and it would kiss. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then unfortunately, it fell off the wall and landed on her head and killed her. Yeah, and... it doesn't seem like it was big enough to do that. No, but okay. no. But I guess if they've got if it was a jagged edge. You don't know. You don't. You know. There's yeah, lots. There's lots of fluky ways we can die. So yeah. um, they go back to Martin's house. They need to exercise Bonnie. They find Sailor there with her boyfriend. Very bad babysitter bringing her boyfriend over. Uh, Brian, who turns out is a city councilor, which is the str- strangest thing. Detail. Yeah, it's such a weird detail. Who, who just is looking for an opportunity at some point to just like mention, you know, uh, I'm for progress. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just like the fact that here's this young woman who's a hairdresser, pregnant out of wedlock. And yet somehow she's hooked up with this, this uh, city councilor. Yeah, yeah, why not? I guess, yeah. but he... She's like, she's about to give birth any second. I mean, she's, she's really cute, so I can see why he's... Yeah, like, fair sort of, enough. She's super cute. But, uh, um, yeah, so then they, they're going to do the, the exorcism of, of Bonnie. Martin transforms into Bonnie, and I love his transformation into Bonnie. I love the how the cigarette magically appears. It kind of almost, like, grows out of his mouth. Yeah, it reminded me almost of... Um, uh, not yeah, Kung Fu Hustle. The uh, the older woman from Kung Fu Hustle okay. always has the cigarette uh, out, out of her out of her mouth. Yeah, but, but it's I just, just like it was biological. It just yeah, but it's just kind of out. funny that it just kind of grows when he cha- when he tra- transforms into Bonnie. It just sort of like pops out immediately. It's such a great uh, immediately. You know, it's her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he transforms into Bonnie, but at this moment, Christian casts a spell, removing Rose's talent. So Rose. Mm cannot properly send Bonnie on to the next world. So um, Martin still throws up a little bit of ectoplasm uh, and we feel like Bonnie is now gone. And Brian is then commanded by Sailor to scoop this ectoplasm up in his hand, take the rest of it upstairs and rub it on the face of, uh, well, actually it's Rose who says it, but rub it on the face of Sarah who's floating upstairs and this will break the binding spell. And by the way, good on him for doing it. Yeah, he's solely... Re- well, he first he hesitates, but then Sailor yells at him, and he's just like, whoop, okay, yeah, scoop into hand. Yeah, yeah. Off he goes. Uh, but we realize very quickly... Oh, yeah, that's the other thing that happens. When he breaks uh, when he breaks Rose's power, when he re- breaks her talent, he also releases Sarah from the, the holding spell that, that uh, Rose put on her. And so she be- the binding spell takes effect, and she begins to float out of the house. She floats away. Um... Now, Rose can't exercise Bonnie. Bonnie is still inhabiting Martin. Martin's still there, but Rose also. So he's kind of has this dual character for this part of the film. And we learn that we learn that Sarah's gone. Sarah's missing. So now things are really afoot. But then Rose finally looks at this magpie and kind of clues into what's going on here. And she says, we have to follow the magpie. Mm-hmm. And so then we get them driving down the street, following this magpie. And... While they're doing this, uh, Bonnie unfortunately shows up out of the blue and decides that she should be doing the driving. So she tries to grab the the steering wheel and they lose the magpie and they stop in the road and they're kind of fighting with each other over what they can do and what's going to happen. And then Sarah floats by the car, (laughs) followed by Christian uh, sitting while Claudia is driving with Christian and they drive by and they all they kind of look at each other 
And then they start the one of the world's slowest car chases. Oh, it's great. Which I love. This is this is this is just genuinely great. Yeah. Like this it's... is like the reason for the movie is this scene. <laughs> of yeah. them driving down the road at twenty kilometers an hour. Yeah. And and uh yeah. So uh then uh Martin slash Bonnie attacks Christian in the car. He gets out of the car and he runs over and he starts yelling at him and uh, grabbing onto his his eyebrows and pulling on his eyebrows. And a fed-up Claudia then just loses her temper. Uh, she backs up into Rose's car and then speeds away, grabbing uh, Sarah by the leg and kind of towing her through the air as, as she's driving. And the reason she's uh, suddenly so... She's upset is because she doesn't want to be late for the Chinese food she's ordered. Yeah. Um, you know, we got into this thing where, like, if you gently touch a goat, it'll explode. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, like, she already exploded one of their uh, virgins. Yeah, she doesn't um, care. She doesn't care. Yeah. I'm guessing, again, we're going to find out something uh, soon uh, that will be explained why she's not exploding this nice lady <laughs> right now. I guess it's I guess it's not enough to wake her the 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 force that she's driving at I guess I don't know it's uh... Well I got another I got another reason but we'll get to it when we get to it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see what you I see what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Uh so oops, sorry everyone. That was me. I apologize. Oh, Dave. There was a kind of weird moment in this where the magpie makes a suicide dive against the car window. Like wh- why? What was that for? You can't do anything. This, this hurts itself. Also, Martin slash Bonnie has lost a finger in, the, in, all, in all the mayhem. Uh, got cut off and landed in, in uh, Christian's lap. He throws it out of the car. And so, and then a furious Rose, who's cradling the injured magpie, orders everyone back into the car. And so they arrive at Christian's gates just in time to follow a delivery driver inside. The guy's coming with the Chinese. And, uh, and then we get a little scene where uh, Cla- Claudia rips off the driver. We saw her earlier agree to the fact that she's going to get boiled rice. But then when he delivers boiled rice, she insisted she'd ask for, for uh, fried rice. Fried rice. And a classic, classic ripoff, the, the poor delivery driver scene. Yeah, this is, this is where she crosses the line That's right. into pure evil. And like, whatever happens to her next, it's fine. we're good with it. We're fine. We're fine. Uh, well, and also her constant uh, question of why don't we just kill the bitch is also... Uh, good reason to yeah that's uh that's that's thing but you know this poor guy who's <laughs> yeah, like yeah. being so nice about it yeah all. it's right he's just yeah. yeah so he he drives off uh and then uh so uh claudia goes into where christian is preparing his black mass sort of thing and and she's noisily getting the chinese food out and talking to him and crunching away and making all this noise and then uh, and he's getting kind of upset with her and then she asks one final time why don't we just kill the bitch and then Christian goes over and he slits her throat. And yeah, that's the end of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it uh, it ups things. <laughs> it's, it it uh, reminded me of uh, when I first saw uh, American Werewolf in London. Yeah. And there's a dream sequence that has a throat slitting that I did not expect. Oh, uh, when they, like, the people are they get the house gets attacked with uh, when the house gets attacked David's and house, someone yeah, gets family gets attacked. Yeah. And it was horrifying. Yeah. It was just like yeah. just seeing it happen, which is ah. Oh! And, uh, and yeah, they did just, they just show it again. It's a weird, it's a weird call because there's no other, you know, I mean, when a goat's going to explode, mm-hmm. we, we cut away, you know, we do, <laughs> we do see, uh, you know, the first virgin, uh, is, is torn in two, but we don't see her explode. Yeah. We see the after effects. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess we do have some gore before this, mm-hmm. but this is where we now cross over into, 
you know, ugh, you yeah, know, we realize it. we realize that he has absolutely no compunction, and there's no he's not going to stop what he's doing. We know that he's also been such a goofy character up until this point. Yeah, yeah, they want to take him to evil. Yeah, 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 yeah. like an evil that we can like comprehend, I guess, because he's been evil before, but we're kind of like. Well, you know, yeah, he could be fighting Inspector Gadget at this point. <laughs> We're like, guess how over the top he is. That kind of yeah, yeah. So yes, she is gone, and he continues on with his with his uh, his ritual. Uh, Rose, Martin, Sailor, and Brian enter the mansion, and at this point, Sailor tells Brian that she is beginning to go to, to go into labor. She's starting to experience contractions, and. He is concerned, but she's, she wants to continue on. So they, they all burst in on Christian, who is using Claudia's blood to open a portal in the floor. Because he was going to cut his hand before. And when she kept on talking, rather than cut his own hand, he went over and cut her throat and used her blood. Yeah. And so uh, in a little bit of, finally, we see a little bit of actual computer effects. The floor opens up, revealing uh, a, you know, a blue light. And you feel that's, that's obviously the, the, the gateway to hell here. Yeah, I'm glad they went with blue instead of the traditional red. Yeah, yeah, like, that oh, good. That's, that's interesting. I feel like I've seen this uh, this floor opening. I feel like it's it's an effect that's so common it would come along with you know your uh, your copy of Final whatever it would come come along with whatever your first editing program. Sure, would just be sure. like, Do you want to open a doorway to hell? Yeah, okay, that is six. Yeah. There you go. After Effects, yeah. After Effects, that's what I'm trying to think of. <laughs> I kept going like Final Draft. I'm like, that's not it. <laughs> I think, yeah, Final Cut. You want oh. some lightsabers in this scene? Well, not if I want to be sued. Uh, I don't know, but I will open that doorway to hell. There we go. Yeah. Well, at least it didn't go up into the sky. Yeah, that's right. At least there's no yeah, beams so, in the sky. You know what? I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking like, oh, it's not a sky beam, but it's kind of a reverse sky beam. Yeah. That's fine. We haven't seen that too often, though. Yeah. So, uh, so as soon as he opens the floor, Sarah immediately drops <laughs> drops into the pits of hell for whatever mm-hmm. whatever awaits her there. Uh, and then um, Martin slash Bonnie attack Christian, and they tussle on the floor. And that's pretty good when uh, Bonnie, whose cigarette magically appears, uh, burns burns uh, Christian's forehead with it. Yeah. And it's this moment that Sarah is ejected from the pits of hell quite violently, but she seems okay. Uh, yeah. And then the demon Azeroth appears and demands a virgin. And I thought this was an interesting way to, to do the virgin, which is to continue on with a sheet uh, motif and have him covered with a sheet. And all you see is sort of his facial features yeah. a, a little bit, but you don't see much more of him. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I do like the effect. Yeah. But it also makes me go, wait a minute. So, but we established ghosts are the things that are under sheets. So demons are also under sheets. Well, but she's not really seeing ghosts. She's just seeing she's just seeing people as ghosts earlier in the film, right? Like she's not actually right. seeing ghosts. She's just seeing she's seeing like people who just normal people. She just starts seeing them as ghosts. Okay. Because she's just kind of at that point she's becoming so like uh, fed up with ghosts and obsessed, you know, just just tired of ghosts. So she's just looking around and everyone's ghosts, you know, crossing the street are ghosts, running on the street, people are ghosts. Yeah. Whereas I think this was slightly different, but I just kind of, I just, I just enjoyed that we didn't have to like see the monster. Yeah, it's and still also kinda... it's much easier to animate, so smart move. Sure, sure. Yeah, and that's good too. You just got a bit of mouth, mouth, kind of evil eyes with a bit of uh, mascara around the sheets. Yeah, and looks good, looks good. And of course, he demands a virgin, and he says, you know, what are you trying to trick me? I, I'm, I can't, I'm not that easy to be tricked. And uh, and then he demands, yes, and he demands a virgin. 
pointing towards Rose, who, who of course does the classic, what, me, a virgin? <laughs> oh, I've, you know. Earlier in the movie, we saw her trying to do like a sort of a gesture indicating sexual congress, but she mm-hmm. wasn't sure what to do. She was sort of pounding two fists together and banging her hands, you know, and doing all kinds of various gestures as if she wasn't quite certain what the actual uh, physical, you know, thing is. Well, it's, uh, yeah, apparently the guy that she was with only put the tip in. Only put the tip in. Which, 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 yep. again, I guess now, according to demons, doesn't count. If it doesn't, so, well, if it doesn't break the hymen. It doesn't take. If it doesn't break, it doesn't take. Uh, fair enough. If it doesn't break the hymen, you're still a virgin. Okay, well, that's demon rules. You I mean, know, so. You can't argue with that. So, that's, this so if, you ride, what, if you're a girl that rides a horse, you have no problem. You don't have to worry about demons, by the way. There you are. Um, so, uh, earlier when the staff was pointing towards a virgin, yeah. uh, Rose was also in the store. That's right. So the staff was actually pointing towards Rose, but he would, did not think Rose could possibly have been that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that, so and there we are. I also liked everyone like mad at Sarah for, for not being a virgin and yeah, saying, this is, I, and saying that, that, that bloody so-and-so. And she says, why does it have to be a guy? Yeah. That's, I mean, that I'm, that, okay. Two, uh, two things. <laughs> One, I think this is also the reason that she didn't explode because, you know, she She's was not, not a, yeah, yeah, a virgin. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, was the goat a virgin? Like, I, guess, I guess so. Uh, okay. Fair enough. Um, it's fine. But yeah, it, that was why? the one thing. Kind of why is that offensive? I don't know. But the one thing that. <laughs> Poor uh, goat never uh, got it in. That's fine. But the one thing that, like, I was like, oh, that's too bad was dad was such an old fashioned dad of just like, Oh, who did it? Oh, I don't know. Oh, uh, that, yeah, that, that could have been no, Bonnie. Like, really? No, okay. he didn't you have seem, a cigarette. He didn't have a cigarette though. Yeah. You seem kind of a cool dad and you know, your daughter is, you know, of an age. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You know, aren't you happy that she's not in hell? You know, this is, this is the point right now where the movie goes from, ah, the subtle things. Of, <laughs> a little bit of a uh, basil pizza. If you could pimp it up for me, that'd be so <laughs> lovely. A bit of pizza. That'd be great. Um, and to the point where now we're just going to go full on, full comedy crazy town. Yeah, yeah. If you can, if you can say it, you can scream it. Let's, <laughs> let's just full on go yeah. nuts. Let's go nuts now. And again, it's a tonal shift for the movie. And I get that it's your final big action scene. Yeah. But it just feels kind of uh, that you're like throwing all your character stuff really. You know, you're changing your movie from something that I really like to, ah, it's this. <laughs> it's just a crazy, crazy ass, you know, it could be a, a Judd Apatow, you know, kind of crazy ass, like one of his wacky movies, like ending, just like, whoa. Yeah. It's like, all yeah. right, fine. Uh, all right. So, yeah, so Rose, against her will, is being dragged towards the pit of hell. Slowly. Uh, yeah. Very slowly. And, uh, Christian, of course, the magpie is flying around because the magpie is what led them to this place, and they brought the magpie with them. And then Christian stabs the magpie, who then pokes out his eye. So he's outraged about that. And meanwhile, Rose and Martin slash Bonnie are going to have sex, so she won't be taken. If they can, uh, you know, have penetrative sex, then then she will be she will not be a, a demon. Um, and, and let me just say this: Good on Martin for being able to to, <laughs> to, to perform. Yeah, I would have some issues here. This would be a. This, I can't pee in front of other people, so this would yeah, be really. Yeah, not the least uh... of which is you're having <laughs> sex in front of your daughter, right? <laughs> yes. Like there, your goo-covered daughter who was just spit up from hell. You know. Okay, fine. There's the. There's that. 
Um, so yeah, they they have they have sex in a way that you only have sex in uh, movies. Yeah, where it's just like, okay, let me just, and we're good. It's like, <laughs> mm, okay, wow. I know you're a woodsman, like a, a woodworker, and you know how to get the notch into the thing and the tongue in groove. But uh, okay. Whatever you say. And, yes. you know, These two uh, fully dressed people uh, just laying on top of each other. Yep. And we know what her underwear is like. Like we yeah, she know wears nylons. That, yeah, this is gonna take a bit of work. Mm. You know, and uh, you're gonna hear this on the on the on the floor like, a, <laughs> like you're gonna get a little of that, right? She is she's gonna be being dragged on her naked butt like well, along this old You can floor. just pull you can just pull the underwear aside. Uh, yeah, you don't have to take the underwear off. You can just anyway. Go. So anyway, they're having sex, uh, and uh, there you are. And then, and then, uh, and then uh, Christian the Christian goes to prevent them from uh, from this, and then Sarah, uh, using the uh, penis staff, knocks him into the pit of hell. And uh, his final words are, "Maybe I should have just killed the bitch." Yeah, while he loses his toupee. While well, he loses his toupee. Again, it's like. Every joke. Like, he might as well as he falls apart. Like, it's just, okay, everything. Meanwhile, uh, 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 Sailor is having the baby. Yeah, Sailor's having the well, baby. What's going on? So, so you get, she's having a baby. You get a sequence uh, where all three of them are, yeah, all three of them Magpie are yelling. Magpie died. Yeah. He's being poked with a penis stick into hell. Uh, his toupee's flying off. Yeah. Uh, and then the cast of a mad, 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 mad world show up, <laughs> and they're looking for treasure. And it's all just, and then fireworks. Yeah, occur. it's uh, and then for, all and then all star by Smash Mouth starts playing. It's for, okay. Fortunately for me, this sequence is small enough that it doesn't quite reach the 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 levels of of yelling of of it's a mad, 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 mad world. But yeah, it's a little too a little too much for me. But but it's all right. It's okay. They they have sex. Roses deflowered. Azeroth disappears. Uh, Bonnie finally takes her leave, and Sailor has had a baby. And then we get a nice moment where Martin, having ex- ex- expunged, I guess Bonnie, uh, acts as a. Uh, they exercise the bird, I guess, and 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 uh, Rose and Sailor's father inhabits Martin, and so yeah. they're able to have kind of a moment together to talk to each other. Which means that uh, her father just watched her have sex as well. So weird, weird day for dad as well. Yeah, but oh yeah. well. I mean, it's all in a good, all in a good cause. <laughs> it sure, it sure is. Uh, so then, um, yeah. So they have a, a nice moment. We learn that uh, the baby will be called Vincent, and we also learn what Sailor's real name is because she has a real name, but she prefers the nickname Sailor, and will not tell anyone her real name. It turns out her real name is Fanny, which, if you live in England. Yeah. Is a lot different than if you live in North America. North America is kind of like, huh, Fanny. Okay. Now, what am I missing here on the Vincent thing? Is there something there? No. No, that's the name of the dad. That's the dad's name. Oh, the name after the dad. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Vincent, dude. So it's going to be called Vincent. All right. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. And, and then Fanny, it's fine. So and, the, uh, so and, then and, we get yeah, a. And sorry. then, and then uh, she says, yeah. Uh, someone says, I think the baby's hungry. Oh, there's some of uh, the curry sauce over there. You reckon you need that? So she's going to be a great mom. Yes. What we didn't realize is she's an idiot, which we've never had anything of that through the whole thing. I like, think what? she's. Uh, I think she's joking uh, in a sort of a sort of avoid, so? avoidance way. Yeah, yeah. I think she's. Okay, that's. I fine. think she's trying she's to joking. avoid the the next painful part of of motherhood. Every 
everything is so crazy at this point that it's just like, you know, well, let's feed the baby some curry sauce. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't, then, I don't think the that's the intention there. Comes in and has a special fried rice with some free chicken balls. Yes, that's uh, right. We got the delivery driver arriving as well, just to sort of add to it. And then Jimmy Durante comes in. <laughs> and then kicks the bucket. <laughs> three months later, the title reads. Let's yeah, just... three mice show up and go, three months later. <laughs> okay, let's blow the ending. We're going to blow the ending now. Yeah, we yeah. What the heck? What the hell? So uh, it's Martin's house. Rose pulls up in her car and she's she still has like her little bar on the top of it that she's had as a, as a, as a driving instructor. But now it reads, she's had it changed to Rose and Martin. Uh, ex- extraordinary talents and then it says in the, the quote underneath no haunting too small yeah and so uh, martin takes a moment to correct her spelling of extraordinary yeah well, that's a weird thing right <laughs> what's, what's, what's that about <laughs> and then and then he takes out a little case and pops it open and there's a ring inside yeah and he asks rose to marry him and rose says no <laughs> Which is a great moment. Yeah, it's great. And that's the end of the film. It's just laughing at him. That's ridiculous. That <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, because it's a nice little weird human moment. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, of course she should. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, good. <laughs> makes sense. Well, even if but, she's even if she says now, I mean, she might come around to it, but uh, you know. Yeah. No, this is the first guy she's. Yeah. Okay. What? Yeah. No, that'd be a terrible idea. Um, <laughs> but uh, here's here's the thing. It's like at this point, I'm like, oh, I'd love to see this TV show now. I would love to see these two, yeah, uh, just uh, solving small ghost problems, <laughs> you know. And him getting possessed is a great angle. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Like, he does a really is, good job uh, playing. Like when he's playing Bonnie, uh, like you can tell, like a really good job. Yeah. They, they picked him because he's like he's a really good actor who can yeah. do a bunch of characters, yeah, and, like really go to town. Yeah. It's like oh, that, like that's the shame to me about it. It's like for all the you know, a Will Forte stuff. And it's like your, your heart here is where I think you, you missed it is like, have them go around and, 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 and her busting ghosts while he is the ghost. Like he, yeah. he, he has to do these character bits. And it's like, that's great, but they barely do that. And mm. it's like, ah, that's your thing until like later when it's his wife. And then he really, really goes to town, but they could have <laughs> done so much more with that. That would have been so much fun but yeah we got a cgi thing to end and let's just do every crazy thing in the world he's like i am glad that the baby wasn't possessed because it just felt like well that's the next thing on the uh, yeah. agenda here hmm. like you need to have like you know do you want some fried rice yeah and then you cut to the uh baby and the baby is now laughing like will forte like it's gonna be some of that shit right that they're gonna pull that off there's no way all this happened and then um, but they didn't. Yeah. They didn't do that. No, they didn't. Like, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of the climax. I like the look of the ghost. Uh, I didn't. I, think... I didn't mind the climax. I thought it was fine to me. Yeah, it just was. It was. It was big and broad and go yeah. Whereas, yeah. like the rest, the stuff that I liked was small and weird mm-hmm. and like the, yeah, the slowest car chase in the world while they're <laughs> floating. Yeah, that was really good. Along. That that to me is uh, my speed. That I love. Yeah, uh, and 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 I really liked I really liked the actors, all the actors in this too. I love the councilman; it's just a weird side character who's just you know on board and trying to get people to vote for him a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like that's yeah. uh, that's all that's all fine and good. Yeah. 
So I, I'd say it's a it's a film that's worth your time. Oh yeah, I would think it's it's, it it's worth watching. I, I, you know, I don't think the movie, I don't think the ending of it ruins the the movie. I think it's uh... no, it's not a ruining. It's just it's this it's this Ghostbustery problem of like you know the Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters is really a very working class movie uh, of just like some 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 you know, fellas tr- doing real basic things, very grounded things in a, in a way that we're so used to now. That you don't think how grounded they are. Yeah. Um, but you would never see anyone dealing with the supernatural in such a casual, offhanded way, New Yorky way. But then it ends in such a huge uh, thing with the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man that I think all these movies that have followed it have gone, what's our big Stay Puft Marshmallow Man? Mm. In this case, it's this giant white uh, ghost the demon. And it's like, it's fine. Yeah. But it's not. I don't think it's, it's not what you enjoy the most about. No, it. it's, no, it's, I, I yeah. agree. I agree. I, but I, you know, I think that's one of the problems for any movie though that you're enjoying is the ending of it, and it's hard to end a movie that you like. So, I, I usually give movies a, a kind of a pass on that because my feeling always is that if you're enjoying a film, you'll never like the ending because it's exactly what you don't want to happen. Yeah, you know? and there's a side thing too that they don't really, you know, they they do get a little bit into, which is everyone knows her as the girl from the tv show yeah yeah you know and uh but you don't get a lot of that in person no that's no. all like on the phone or like when when when, when they show up at the at the people's houses they're a little annoyed with it well, i called you a lot what are you <laughs> yeah, doing yeah. you know it's not a oh it's the girl from the show what was your dad like oh i love that show oh we have all the sh- books oh we got them all you know <laughs> something like that she is a celebrity you know, there could have been something to, uh, to, 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 to do with that, but you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, that's me just again. Yeah, I think kind of minor, I think kind of minor celebrity. I don't think it was a huge, uh, a big deal. Well, it's I think you're that, right that it wasn't a TV show that it was, that it was like well, a series of videos. It's enough that her, uh, her phone on a, on any given day yeah. is filled with, uh, people calling her about possessions. Yeah. At least the same people. <laughs> maybe yeah could be so yeah it's i mean you don't really feel like it's not someone calling her from from another city for her to come there and and it's all like locals that are calling her yeah. though right i'm gonna say hey uh pull uh pull of what we do in shadows uh in the shadows on this one mm-hmm. and let's get a tv series on this let's yeah. get like but like a short run like a an eight episode sure let's sure get, let's see. and do them in half hours please yeah let's do them in half hours and learn from learn from what we do in shadows uh, uh, do them in half hours and, uh, and, and just make it nice and small Yeah, and, uh, and have some fun with that. Yeah. That's what I say. Do it. Make it happen. I demand it. And I want to see, <laughs> I want to see more of these actors that were in this. That's, uh, they're all, uh, well and good. Yeah. I thought they were really, I really enjoyed the, yeah, it'd be fun. It'd be fun if the, you know, if the baby had talents, sailors, baby oh, had talents. Oh, it would have to, right? Yeah. That would be kind of fun if that, yeah. that was the case. And I want to see bo- more of a boring Noreen. What's her story? I want to see more of Brian. <laughs> oh, who's Brian? Is he the, the council, city councilor? Yeah, yeah, the councilman. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah I'd like to that. see. Let's I'd see. like to see more of Brian. Uh, Let's get a spinoff of uh, Brian. Well, not spinoff so much, but I just like I'd be funny if like they they need his help all the time and he's sort of sort of semi willing to give it, but he feels mm-hmm. like it might be impacting on his chances of being reelected. You know, and and uh, yeah, it'd be good. Yeah. No, there's a lot of stuff. Okay. Anyway. Hey, if someone <laughs> wants me to write a pilot for uh, the first episode, you let, you let, you let me know. I got lots of ideas. I'll even talk to Dave. We'll bring, uh, bring Dave in on this too. So yeah, uh, a long story short, uh, uh, give it a watch. Rotten Tomatoes has it at 98% and, uh, and they're never wrong. No. So there you go. 
pretty much never wrong. I mean, in terms yeah. of, I trust the critic side more than the the list the the audience side usually. But okay, uh, so if you uh, would like to, uh, if you've seen this and you disagree, with I have this, seen it. Very good. Well, I've already talked to you about it. Oh, I'm you sorry. Might have missed sorry. it. We just. <laughs> Um, I wasn't, if, uh, I wasn't paying attention for an hour and a half. Sorry. Want to uh, have a word about this? Or, hey, here's another question I have about it. What what movies uh, do you know that remind you of this? Or TV series? You know, yeah. I, met, I know there was also one. Oh, I'm trying to, I'm blanking on what it was. Are oh, you thinking of uh, the two, the Hopkirk, Hopkirk and something deceased? There was, there was that, yeah. Um, what We Do in the Shadows had another sh- uh, TV series. Uh, oh, yeah. There, there was another TV series uh, that's uh, about the police officers from the uh, from the first movie, and really? they kind of spun off into their own things. Yeah, it was good. And uh, while I am trying to uh, do the things that I need to do, uh, I will. Uh, I, I will look at. Oh, there you go. Wellington. Wellington uh, Paranormal. It was called. Oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, it's uh, quite, some of them are on YouTube. It's a uh, six thirty-minute episodes, uh, New Zealand, and it's uh, it's quite good. It's quite oh, good. And again, it's, it it's kind of small town supernatural uh, situation. There are other things in that town besides vampires. Yeah. So yeah. Wellington uh, Paranormal. But if you know of any other uh, TV series or films that have this kind of same tone, uh, maybe suggest those as something, uh, to, especially now that it's uh, Halloweeny time. What a good thing to watch on Halloween. There. So uh, so let's do that. Um, so uh, please write to us. And if you can write to us about whatever you want. Um, and here's how you do that. If you want to email, we're at sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. Sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. That's because we've got a podcast called Sneaky Dragon. That's how that works. Uh, continuing on with how that works, we got a website called sneakydragon.com. And that is where every one of our podcasts lives, including this one. So if you uh, go to our podcast, click on Fansplainers, you will see every episode, including this one. And underneath every episode is a space where we have a message board. Why not message us and, and write, write your thoughts and other people can see your thoughts and go, I disagree or I agree or I would like to be your friend. Um, yeah, maybe make a friend. That'd be nice. So just go to SneakyDragon.com or you can go to Sneaky Dragon on Facebook. Or, I'm going to give you two more options, write all these down, at sneaky underscore dragon on Twitter or sneakydragon.tumblr.com. Yes, Tumblr is not dead. It is not a ghost. It is not uh, haunting your uh, internet. It still exists. Um, and yeah, we would uh, love to hear from you. It's always a treat. Yes, if you want to listen to us do uh, yeah other podcasts, as I mentioned, Sneaky Dragon is David and me. Uh, catching up on what's going on uh, that week in our lives and reminiscing about things, going off on tangents, talking about pop culture things, but not to the point we do on here because we do not spoil things on that show. Or you might want to uh, listen to David's other podcast, Sneaky Dragon Listening Party. What is that about, my friend? Well, Sneaky Dragon Listening Party is me and my daughter Mary sitting together listening to music and uh, talking about songs. We... um, we explore some mixtapes I made for Sneaky Dragon listeners a few years ago, and we just sort of use that as a jumping off point to discuss music and other things. It's quite fun and funny. It is a father-daughter podcast. It is a father-daughter podcast. Very, very nice. Um, so, you know, those are our podcasts. Also, if you go to the Sneaky Dragon site, you'll have all of our past episodes of all of our shows, plus 
We did full uh, runs uh, talking about every Beatles uh, album called Completely Beatles. We did one about the Marx Brothers movies called Full Marks. Totally Tintin, going through all the Tintin books. So, yeah, if those kind of things uh, spark your interest, uh, go check that out. Did I say spark? Well, thank you for that segue. <laughs> David and I are also uh, children's book folk. Uh, David is the colorist, and I am the writer on a book series, only two so far. One more is coming, uh, of books called Sparks. First one is called Sparks, exclamation mark. Second one is called Sparks. Double Dog Dare, which is uh, both are out in bookstores now, uh, about two cats who dress up as a dog and try to save the world and deal with their emotional problems. And it's uh, it's a lot of fun. And it's a uh, it's actually a hit book. There you go. I'm not lying. It's actually a best-selling book in Canada and the uh, Canadian Kids section of the bookstore. One other thing that I've got that I'm going to plug is my book Exorcisters, uh, which was a series I did for Image Comics that is collected in two trades. Uh, the first one is Exorcisters Damned If You Don't. And the second one is Kick at the Darkness. Kick at the Darkness is coming out at the end of this month. Cool. So, uh, Just in time you, for Halloween. Exactly. <laughs> you pre-order now or uh, you might miss it. And that's a spooky thing to happen. Uh, <laughs> there are two sisters that uh, are involved in exorcism. Hey, it fits with the theme. Boom. Anyway. Uh, hope you guys uh, have a happy Halloween. If we don't uh, see you before then, we will. Um, <laughs> well, uh, yeah. But uh, I think that's a, cool. I think that's about it. Am I right, Dave? Are we done? We're done. Okay. Done. So, we're uh, as done as a ghost. That's right. And and remember, there are ghosts all around us. So you know, you know. Stop just, masturbating. Uh, wow. Oh, my goodness.